What's our three questions? Three questions are, have you ever been in a cult? Yeah. Oh, no. Second question, would you be willing for a dollar a day, the price of a cup of coffee, to enroll in Sneaky Dragon's self-help, self-improvement, motivational courses that we are developing right now? Fourth, third question is, what's your favorite rom-com? <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby, and I'm David Dedrick. And uh, hey, it is episode 470, which, as always, sounds ridiculous that uh, we've done that many, but we have. <laughs> yeah, we could prove it. It's like an illness. A little bit is, and uh, you know that's what people need in this day and age: is more illness. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let us let us share our illness with you, dear maybe, listener. Maybe it's the kind of illness that will. Uh, take over the body and push out all the other illness, and uh, and and our illness is at least uh, benevolent in nature. So uh, okay. we're that. Yeah. That or what I've always assumed is there are many other popular podcasts, and we're the placebo. I like to think of it us as the as the um the substitute organs from shivers, the little slug like creatures that 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 act as anyway. No, just kidding. Yeah. Sure. Uh, James Gunn, director of Shivers, is that correct? No, that's David Cronenberg. Oh, okay. What am I thinking? Was it Slither? You're thinking what Slither. Is... Yeah. Slither, that is an alien, an alien crashes to the Earth movie and, and starts creating kind of, takes over, um, that actor with the horse voice. You know who Brenda, I mean. Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Vaccaro, that's right. What's the other one? What's Bob Newhart's wife? Uh, Suzanne Plachet. There you go. That takes over both of them. No, no, it's the the, the fellow who is in, um, you know, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and and the yes. Guardians of the Galaxy films. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Michael. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I'd... good good polls so far for me. On the, uh... <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, hey, the brain's still working. It's good to test this. <laughs> I'm really full like... on in the isolation mode right now. I'm going a little. <laughs> Uh, cabin fever, uh, crazy. So it's good. That is good to know that uh, the brain is working a little bit. That's that's fine. Well, that's I great. Did a, uh, I did uh, our friend uh, Eric Fell's uh, new talk show, online talk show, uh, yeah. Laser Chat. Yes. There was a bit of trivia at the end of that, and I was like, oh, okay. My brain going. All right, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I to, I'm not embarrassed at all. I'm not embarrassed at all that I can't think of anything because uh, it's Friday. And I'm yeah. operating, since Monday, I'm operating on 16 hours of sleep. So I just feel like this is, you know, anything that you get from me is, is great. Like, as good as, as good as it's going to get. Um, so here's the thing. I'm going to every so often, uh, because uh, now, now that I'm, I'm talking about trivia, uh, I think I, I want to make sure that uh, our audience as well stays fresh. Yeah, yeah. And, and well-brained. Sure. So uh, at random times during this podcast, I'm just going to throw trivia at you. Okay. So, okay. so here are your trivia uh, topics. Okay. Sure, general sure. knowledge. These are pub quiz uh, questions. Sure. General knowledge. All right. World geography. Okay. Okay. Language, literature, and art. Mm-hmm. History and fashion. Okay. And pop culture and music. Hmm. There's some, some, some categories I like better than others. Well, why don't you give me one of the categories you like? Well, I would like, I like the art and literature, and then I like the, the music one. Okay, let's go art and literature. Okay. Give me a number, number between one and six. How about seven? Wait, no, four. Four. Uh, uh, what famous graffiti artist hails from Bristol? 
Would that be Banksy? That would be correct. Thank One you. Point. Woo. One point for Dave's team. There you go. What's your pub quiz uh, team name? It's got to be a <laughs> pun-based name. Oh, pun-based name? Yeah, usually, yeah. Okay, how about Banksy Holiday? Banksy Holiday. Very good. So, bank one for Banksy Holiday. You got a real good chance of winning because you're the only team. I do. This is probably the best go. chance I've ever had in my life. Yeah, we used to be uh, pub quiz pals. You know, yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun in those days. Yeah, we would go and uh, do the pub quiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with uh, with uh, Vicky Van, with Pia Guerra, Louise, uh, occasionally Louise Moon yeah. would uh, join us. Sometimes her sister Jackie would uh, pop pop by. We'd have some rotating uh, other people come come in. We we were uh, a good team because we all we all kind of came from different places. Yeah, we brought a lot of knowledge of different things into the into the mix. It was good. This guy really liked that. Okay, I'm going to give you one more in literature. Okay, um, okay. W- what language? Okay. has the most word? According to dictionary entry, what language on Earth, only on Earth, yeah, uh, has the most words? Oh man, so it's it's, it's got to be an. Oh, that's a good question. I guess it would be English, the English language. The answer is the English language. Yeah, yes. yeah. With approximately two hundred thousand words, and most of those words have come about in this century. And half of them were Shakespeare just making shit up. We didn't want to look things up. (laughs) Well, what's funny is I can't remember the exact number, but the King James Bible has like a thousand words in it or something like that, like uh, different words. You know what I mean? Obviously, it has a lot of words in it, but in terms of like the use of different words, it actually is quite limited compared to your average newspaper, modern newspaper, which the New York Times in in its heyday would have had about 100,000 words in it. Oh, okay. Like different words, and that may yeah, be yeah, exaggerating. Yeah. I might be a little bit off in my in my uh, thing, but I remember reading about that. I can't remember what book I was reading it in, and it was just saying like, just because of technological advances, you know, as well as you know, as you know, just you know, just the the variety of things that have come into English since you know since the time of Elizabethan culture. Yeah, we have way more words. I was sort of thinking at first. I was thinking like, oh, is it like an older language, like? Like Japanese, or, or but then I was thinking, oh no, those are ones that have like more complicated verb patterns in them because they're okay. they're old. So like I I think like um, Basque, the the language, you know, the Basque speakers in in Spain, that language is very old, and so almost all of the verbs are irregular. You know, like like we have a few irregular verbs in English. No, why, why do you, I don't really know what an irregular verb is. Okay, so an irregular verb is one that doesn't um, conjugate normally. Like say. Like an irregular one, like like are, like I am, he is, you are, they are. You know what I mean? So the, it it's not like a regular thing where you just add like a you know like I so, you so, she so's. So it's pretty regular how we how we conjugate most verbs in English. So the older a language, the less streamlined it is. And so languages like like Basque ha- have a lot of irregular verbs. And I think uh, the Japanese language does as well. I wish Nina was here to correct me if I'm wrong. I know that they have like a lot of um, different ways to, like a different lot of word endings to, to indicate, or different ways of like um, indicating different levels of speakers and stuff like that. It makes it quite complicated. But yeah, it's it's interesting to me like learning German, which a lot of people go, oh, I wish I learned German in school. It's so much simpler than French. And you're like, is it? Are you sure? Like, do you know German? Like, are you sure it's that much simpler? Like, oh, at least it doesn't have, you know, masculine, feminine. Yeah, it does. And neuter. So you have three to memorize, not just two. And then you, the A's and the the's change depending on if it shows, you know, a possession or if it, if it's showing like a to from relationship. And then it changes if it's subject object of the sentence. 
And then verbs are equally complicated. They have like tons of irregular verbs. They also put their, like to put their verbs at the end of the sentence for some weird reason. So you don't just, you know, I would like to go to the store. It would be, I would like to the store go in German. So that's, it makes it so much more complicated, to, you know, if you're not used to it, right? So when people used to say that, I just was like, I don't think you know the language you're thinking of. Maybe, maybe you're thinking of Esperanto? Is that what you're thinking of? Or maybe, yeah, everyone's always thinking of Esperanto. Or maybe pick Latin. That's much easier than German. Yeah, it's weird that we actually have, I mean, it, they're not perfect by any means, but we actually have with, you know, instant translators in our pocket, you can talk into a phone yeah. and, and it can generally translate what you're saying mm-hmm. in almost any language to another person. Sure. We've got a universal translator now. That is so weird. To a, that to a like, degree. I think it, I think you would yeah, still it, lack the nuance. Yeah, you wouldn't have the it's nuance. It's better than the tourist flipping through the dictionary <laughs> and trying to go, um, and then figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I've had I've tried it and it has worked uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I, I travel with my wife, and my wife usually gets the hang of the language uh, pretty fast in most places. And I'm just like, oh, let, let her, yeah. let her ask where we're going. That's 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 my job. That's Your job, job is to get the directions. My job is to speak the language to people, and and yeah, because I can do a smattering of French, and I can do a smattering of Italian, and I can do a smattering of Spanish, so I can like get by. If necessary, but I can't. I mean, I'm once again. I would I would lack the nuance of those languages and German as well. I can do a little bit of German, but I, I can do a bit of Fra- I can do a bit of French growing y- up. And yeah, she yeah. Grew up in, with Spanish, so mm-hmm. she can do uh, that especially. But that's good. She's pretty good at grabbing, you know, grabbing languages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not you're not uh, going to win any fr- any friends, but uh, you can get by. Yeah, language is about communication. You know, I'm not writing a poem right now. <laughs> We're not. I'm not looking for an editor. Like, just, yeah, I, I need to know where, you know, obviously the library is. That's the, that's the first thing everyone has to learn. Yeah. It's like, uh, can you get me to the bibliotheque? Because uh, clearly I need the library. I guess when you're in the library, then you've got access to all the other information you need, so you're okay. Once you're at the library, you're uh, home free. So, yeah, you're all right. I remember when I was in Italy and I was speaking to the cab driver, and he seemed really irritated with what I was saying. And I was thinking, oh... Well, what I said was correct, so I wonder why he was upset. And then I was thinking, oh, you know what it is? It's because, like, when you learn Italian, you learn, like, a generic Italian. You know, you learn this kind of, like, Esperanto Italian, Esperanto Italiano. Because, you know, Italy... I could go for some Esperanto Italian. Yes, it sounds good, doesn't it? Because Italy wasn't really, like, a, a country until the early 20th century. And before that time, like, every all the cities were all separate from each other. And they all kind of had their own, their own dialect of Italian, and that kind of still is the rule. And but when you learn Italian, you don't learn like you know, uh, you know something they would speak in Florence or what they would say in Rome. You just kind of learn like a generic Italian that's sort of like the textbook Italian, you know. And I imagine it feels very um, stiff and formal to people who speak in the patois of their areas and stuff. So, and I was speaking to that guy, he's probably like, ugh, <laughs> this this Italian. So I thought that was kind of funny. So, yeah, I mean, so what you're saying is just sound like Mario and they'll be happy. Yeah, that's right. One oh, spicy meat. Uh, <laughs> that's right. And it's the same oh, in, it, it's the same in uh, Germany, too. Like, the, the, the more south you are to the more north you are, and the more west you are to the more east you are, it changes how they speak the German. Like, the closer you get to, like, Holland, the more uh, kind of harsh, the, it gets more, like, really, 
really like they really accent the consonants as that and whereas it's much softer it's kind of almost more canadian when you're in the south where they kind of soften all the consonants and yeah. and i remember when i when i was taking german we had to do an oral part of it but the person we did the oral test with was not our teacher it was a different teacher in 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 the department and he was Unlike my teacher, who was a southern speaker, he was northern, and so it made it add this extra level of embarrassment and difficulty trying to speak to this person whose accent wasn't quite what you were used to listening to, and added a bit of. I think they did that intentionally to challenge us, but made it more made it more interesting, I guess. It is interesting when you're in. Uh, we're going to say interesting a lot uh, when you're in <laughs> where, when you're in Europe. Just the casual uh, grasp that people have of multiple languages. Yeah, in a I, way that we do not hear. Sure, it's really. I think there is, a, and maybe it's the American thing of learn the language. We speak English. Uh, we got a little bit of you know, French here, and yeah, yeah, and, you know, and and sometimes uh, Mandarin or Cantonese a little bit, but really French. But there, it's just like they got a little Russian, they know a little French, <laughs> you know, a little Spanish, yeah, you know a little Dutch, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about Russian. I mean, that's possible, but it seems like that would be kind of distant. But I feel like. Well, no, there are because there's so many people from Russia that work there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that it uh, that assimilates into the culture mm, for sure. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I, I can see like living in a place like say Belgium, where you have like a mix of you know you have Flemish, but you also have the what is it that region called the oh, I don't want to say it because I, I would I probably get it wrong. But anyway, there's the <laughs> there's like the French speaking or French dialect speaking region of Belgium, and then there's the Dutch or Flemish speaking region and then i imagine that there's variants within that as well and then you know so but and then i think like you're the countries are so close together that if you're interested in like you know you can't help but have like kind of a cultural exchange that the language comes with it you know yeah whereas we don't really have that here besides french to a degree but not that much because we in the west we kind of resisted like when i went to school everyone was just like french you're like, oh man, you can read Tintin in this original language. Yeah. Shut up, Dave. Well, I think it is also a melting pot versus a mosaic, you know, mindset. At least, you know, that's that's the that's the rough thing we like to think of ourselves sometimes here in Canada. It's not it's not super true, but it's not super but, true because we still expect people to speak English. Yeah. We're not. No one's going to start speaking, you know, in um. You know, they're not going to speak speaking in Punjabi because you know the population has changed. They're just going to be like, learn English. You know. Yeah. Though there's yeah. There, though I think like uh, more in the states, it's uh, you know we, we speak this language. Yeah. It's the one language. It's what we speak. It. Yeah. There yeah. It um, I mean, there's always I always like kind of Brent Butts uh, stand up routine about how you are uh, legally allowed to uh, have any government interaction in French. So, like, just go to any office there and just go, um, if I could have this in French, I would appreciate it. And they're like, oh, they to find someone, bring the person out. And then they start speaking French and go like, oh, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. No, but please continue. Legally, I, I, I have the right to this, even though, like, I'm just saying. Well, it'd probably, it'd probably be spoken so awkwardly that you could follow along. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, cereal boxes, tin tin. And, uh, you know, uh, trying to watch dirty movies on the CBC gives you enough saturation point that uh, you will have enough French to kind of get through. Nice. Uh, eventually. So, uh, good, good on, good on. It's weird. Like, my mom um, grew up French, French-Canadian in Nova, uh, uh, sorry, New Brunswick. Yeah, New Brunswick, sure. Um, the Acadian she, region of Canada. Yeah, and she started to lose it, like, uh, later on. Like, mm-hmm. She'd be talking to friends and not be able to, and, and that's just so strange to me. The idea that you would 
lose your first language. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of like a, you know, you, you grow up with English and then you go to another country and start speaking another language and then it being difficult to speak English, like that just going away and, uh, and you're just trying to grasp putting, putting things together. Yeah. 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 Maybe, uh, beyond. I guess that can happen. I mean, it, and it depends on the person too. Like it's kind of like there's some British people that come here and then they just like lose their British accent entirely. Mm-hmm. And you never would know they were from England. And then there's other people who just kind of hang on to it desperately. It almost becomes like a, like a, like more of a like a pose than it is a true their true accent because they're just hanging on. But they can't even they can't even remember their accent anymore. You know. The first time we went to England, uh, we we're like, oh boy, this will be uh, it'll be nice hearing the the British accent. We've yeah. been uh, doing a little other traveling uh, book tour, and so we're like, oh, this will be nice to hear that British accent. It'd be very comforting. And 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 uh, no no word of a lie. It wasn't until like we got in late at night. Yeah. Uh, took a cab in, checked into the hotel, and it wasn't until like mid the next afternoon that we heard a British accent. <laughs> yeah. Like because everyone else was from somewhere else. Yeah, like, yeah. Original. Well, yeah. Le- like oh, wow, le- you're in London. Really so, yeah. first. Like wow, this thing. Yeah. And quite a few Russian accents. That's where I'm kind of getting that from. Was uh, yes, they had a lot of uh, Polish and Russian people pour into that country. Yeah. Uh, it's probably more Polish than Russian, I would think, because Poland was part of the part of the um the european common market so when when england was still a member of of the eu the european union uh you could travel like people could travel from other countries freely into england and so they had a lot of people come from eastern europe looking for a better life yeah uh, hopefully uh, hopefully found them i still have no idea how the taxis times <laughs> and uh, still don't know they don't either uh, first time yeah first time we went uh, the guy was a real grouch like super grouch mm. uh to us and then uh, I tipped him a pound, one pound, right? And uh, thank you, sir. Oh, sir, thank you. Like, he was just shocked that I tipped him a pound. And I just was, I wanted to say to him, a pound's not much. You're reacting <laughs> much? No. You sure it wasn't no. irony? I don't, no, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, British sarcasm. I'm well aware of what that sounds like. Okay. <laughs> uh, from my family background. Don't worry about that. That I picked up on uh, immediately. Uh, but yeah, it was just and, I, and I'm still not clear. I've talked to many people about it. They're like, oh, you don't tip. Oh, you do tip. Oh, you tip this much. Oh, oh you okay. don't do. Okay. And, you know, I know you don't tip at um, uh, certain restaurants. And some you do. And then, uh So, who knows? Just tell us. Tell us. Well, now I feel silly for tipping the cabbie five pounds when we went to England. Oh, did you? Oh, my <laughs> God. He's probably, like, still following me. <laughs> And that was after they corrected my pronunciation of, of Ron's three times in a row. Uh, I mean, I look at uh, whenever it's a, a TV show about England, they're at a pub, and they're like, next round's on me. And it's like, that's a standard thing. Yeah. And it's, and it's like a poor guy. And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm trying to think of like when I could, when I was like really broke and like, Ugh, a whole round <laughs> for like a table? Yeah. The people? How much does well, beer uh, cost here? Well, a bar, for the, a bar for the people, yeah. Yeah, like well, you're not you're not getting the whole bar. I'm just saying your table. Oh, okay. That's how you usually would order. It was just like, okay, it's your round. And then, like, first of all, that there's multiple at the table, like five people. I'm like, oh, so we're gonna do at least five rounds of beer. <laughs> like, we're gonna have five glasses of beer. Yeah. Jeez, that's a lot of beer. Okay. Um, but you know, at one point, you're gonna pay for. Uh, you're gonna end up paying for five beer. I mean, that at some point. I'm like, do you have that kind of dough on a regular basis? Is this something you do every day? 
How do you do this? How does this work? None of this. Did you buy food with this? What's <laughs> I, going on? I think there's a certain amount of like status in that. I'm just asking where Andy Cap gets his money. Well, he doesn't pay the rent. Yeah, that's true. He takes the money from something else he should be paying. Or flow. Or flow. And then he turns that into into uh, a steady supply of, of lager or whatever he drinks. Okay, yeah, you're not you're probably not wrong. No, flow. What are you gonna do? <laughs> okay. Well, well she married on I'm sure she knew before she's Yeah, I bet the sex is good. Um so <laughs> with a hat like that? Yeah. Uh general knowledge, world geography, uh history and fashion or pop culture and music. Let's do pop culture and music this time. Pop culture and music, give me a number one, two, six. How about two? Two oh. Uh oh. You gotta get. You gotta take another one after this. Uh, what city do the Beatles come from? <laughs> Would that be Liverpool? Yeah, you're right. Okay, oh, how right. about this? Uh, what city does uh, Billie Eilish uh, come from? Oh, Billie Eilish. Is it like Anaheim or something like that? It is Los Angeles. Well, that's the Golden. same thing, isn't it? Los Angeles uh, is what I meant. I, th- I, th- I thought that was too too unspecific. Very good. I should have said Very the good. L.A. region. You should have said the L.A. region is absolutely true i knew that she was from somewhere like that okay um well, all right give you one more on that history okay. okay uh within i'll give you a year on each side so okay a year to leave all right who invented the world wide web according to this <laughs> okay and what year okay that's al gore and the year was not uh i don't know who invented it but it was like in the 1960s right I think you think you have... Okay, I see where you're going with this. That okay. There was a system in place. But the actual World Wide Web, what uh, we consider the World Wide Web. So okay. it is later than that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Huh, okay, let me think. Let me think. And I'll say the name of the person. Uh, I don't know this person. Okay. <laughs> you don't know the person whose name? I do not know the person aside from that I can look at it right here on the... Yeah, yeah, oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant you don't personally know this person. I do not actually know the person. The clue person. is, I do not know this person. That's right. Personally, I do not know this person. <laughs> Okay. Neil Armstrong? That is correct. <laughs> I do not know him. Okay. That was like um, t- uh, my friend or, a friend or a friend at work today was describing to me a movie that he was watching. And in the movie, the person said he did. It was just describing some sort of serial killer who killed this guy's sister. And he said, he did things to her you wouldn't do to an animal. And I said, did he invite her over for dinner? Because <laughs> you wouldn't do that with an animal. You wouldn't did invite them over. alone? <laughs> There's a lot of leeway for things you wouldn't do with an animal or do Did to an animal. Buy him pants. Like, <laughs> you know, there's some good things you wouldn't. You I mean good things you could do for a person that you wouldn't do for an animal. But anyway, yeah, um, this is, but yeah and also you want to now say to that person who's saying that, what would you do an animal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, anyway. I guess you'd eat them, so you would. Uh, I, you would kill them. But, yeah, you would kill yeah. an animal and eat it. But I, I don't yeah, think that's what the. But you wouldn't see you wouldn't do that to this person like you wouldn't eat them because you wouldn't do that to an animal. So I, I don't know. I left a lot of leeway. That's what I'm saying. What I'm looking for is a is a. Okay, year. so here's the year 1989. That's my final answer. Yeah, well, yeah, you got it because it's uh, but but because you're within a year each way. It's 1990. Okay. And the name I've got here is Tim Berners uh, Lee. Tim Berners Lee. Okay. And I don't okay. know who that is at all, but apparently, good job, Tim Berners Lee, venting the World Wide Web. Good job for you. Yeah, you no longer have to go and get their pornography in the woods. <laughs> Thank you, Tim Berners-Lee. <laughs> and podcast. Hooray. And podcast, too. That's right. Let's, let's, we uh, owe this show to Tim Berners-Lee. That's right. Let's call this show the uh, Tim Berners-Lee Memorial episode oh, of Sneaky Dragon. Is he dead? 
Well, he doesn't have to be dead. We're just going to remembering him. We're remembering well, Tim Berners-Lee. Memorial. Yeah. They're dead. So. All right. No. Well, then I'm declaring him dead. I guess. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I'm, I'm now looking up to see. And I know that you wouldn't do that to an animal, but. No, an animal also would not invite, invent the world wide web. <laughs> uh, no, he is not dead. He oh. is 65. Oh, that's pre- children. that's pretty young. Stepchildren. That's pretty yeah, young. Man. I mean, if I was twenty, I would say that's pretty old. But now that I'm closer to sixty-five than I am to twenty, I'd say that's pretty young. Uh, went, went to Oxford. Went to Oxford. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was invented in Chicago, or is that is that is that like Google and stuff like that, like Netscape and whatnot? These are uh, these are excellent questions. Oh, okay. That you're okay. That should be uh, asked. I thought there was like uh, a group of, of of programmers in Chicago who like for nothing. Just for pizza and then the fun of it, they they invented the world. They didn't invent the World Wide Web, but they created like the the thing that we used in order to to go on the World Wide. You know what I mean? They created like the the foundation of the World Wide Web that makes okay, it makes it accessible. Did. Okay. He published the first website, which described the project itself that he was. Oh, okay. He described the website. Yeah. On December twentieth, nineteen ninety, and it was available to the internet. Yeah. The internet was already. Yeah. On the uh, from the CERN network. Well, that's right. That's where it was based. It was came out based in Switzerland, right? The original. I think so. Yeah. So it was the first ever uh, website and web server uh, running on the Next computer, uh, which. Uh, oh yeah, I remember them. I, I remember those. Uh, at, Cer- at CERN, yeah. yeah. And they uh, got the the web uh, web address. Oh yeah, the web address. Here. Let me see if it's still. Uh, let me see if it's still there. I'm gonna kind of click on it. Uh, yeah, there we go. It's uh, <laughs> it's World Wide Web. Yeah. Tells you what the World Wide Web is. Yeah, and it used uh, hypertext. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all that. And uh, good technical old, details. Good old hypertext. Good old hypertext. Uh, and how to search the web for information. So it was the very first uh, web page. And then uh, so much spam. There was a <laughs> thing for MailChimp that was there. And I was like, wow, MailChimp was really on it. So early. Good for them. I remember Did my... You know, like, uh, Stamps.com was there. I remember my first um, email program was Eudora. That was on my on my Mac. Mm. I guess named after the author Eudora Welty. As I assume that's the case, an American novelist. My first exposure was I was going out with a woman who was a, a student at SFU. Yeah. And, um, and and she had two computers that were in her home, and they were connected to the SFU computers, and they were debating Star Trek. Okay. I do remember that. I remember meeting... I mean, maybe we might have the same friend, but anyway. Uh, no, me- no, it's not the same friend. Okay, I remember meeting through this other friend, um, someone, and he he, but he had to go. He was like, "Oh, I got to leave now. I have to go home and run my bulletin board." And I'm like, <laughs> I was like "What? <laughs> this is like new terminology for for old Dave there." So I was like, well, "What? What is what's going on here?" And he's like, "Oh, I run like a yeah, same sort of thing, a Star Trek board or whatever, and and or science fiction board, and I I have to go home and moderate." Like, yeah, my my dad right. would do that too with a kind of war gamer okay. stuff. Yeah, you know, and then they get into big debates and, and what have you uh, on there. Yeah, and I was like, I, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> uh, little did I know what how the world was going to change. That's right. It's going to come around. You're going to be like, I don't need this thing, and you're going to push it away from your from you. But it's like a it's like a circle, and it when you push it away, it just kind of circles between your legs and then bangs you in the back of the head. Yeah, you're like oh, I get it. I was, talking, avoid it. I was talking to P about this the other night, how when, uh, when we were younger, uh, you think, like, how could there not have been TV when, you know, our parents were kids? Like, what would you do yeah. in the evening? Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. 
no TV. And now you think like, you know, someone's going, you didn't have internet? <laughs> now, how would you look stuff up? Yeah. Well, you go to the dictionary or an encyclopedia. Or you, or you didn't. Or you didn't, or you just take their word for it. You take someone's word for it, yeah. You'd be like, oh, okay, sure. Like, if you didn't have the internet, how would things be with, you know, uh, COVID now? Like, you, would you just believe the TV? Or would you have neighbors, would you have neighbors, you know, they were going, I don't think it's real. And you'd go, hmm, yeah, yeah, Tim makes a good point. <laughs> you know, uh, and I got no way of looking this up to see if uh, Tim's, uh, you know, paranoid delusions are true or not. <laughs> so uh, I'm on board and I start fashioning my own little tin hat. I wonder if there would, I wonder if there would be less of that though, without, without the internet. I wonder, was there less conspiracy theories? Like, I mean, there was conspiracy theories, but it feels like, I feel, they feel very specific to like groups of people, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, like you had the Spanish flu and like the people, when the Spanish flu was going on, did anyone go like bullshit? This is bullshit. Nope, not real. Uh, cowards uh, wearing masks, you know, trying to stay away from people. What's wrong with you? Or everyone was just like, yeah, it's the, it's the fucking flu. Knock it off. You know, let's say, stop it. Yeah. Let's, you know, we got to get this cured. I can't see anyone like having an anti-flu rally going, our freedoms, our sweet freedoms. You're going to die, you dope. And they <laughs> get together. Is this, a, is this a new thing that we have or? Has it always been like this? I mean, there's always been nuts. Oh, of course, there's yeah, yeah. There's a reason that there's uh, New Yorker cartoons with people wearing signs saying the end is nigh. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Although apparently people also wore barrels when they ran out of money. That's true. I wonder if they're if that like that is such a, a not stereotype but a trope. Yeah. The the end is nigh person walking with a sign. Sure. Yeah. Or a sandwich board. Yeah, yeah. But I've never seen an actual photo from the past of a person like that. This, that's just something that just appears in cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. But it must've existed. It couldn't, unless it is just a, uh, unless it is just like a, a cliche, like a cartoon, an easy kind of a, just like, I've, you know, I've personally never known anyone who was stranded on a, on a desert Island, but apparently if you look at cartoons, it happened a lot. Hey, well, I'm pretty sure some people, you know, yeah, but it, it feels, it feels like if you look at cartoons, newspaper or like or not newspaper but if you look at magazine cartoons it was a very common event people get you know, angry, as, people as, a, as, a, as a cartoonist for the new yorker I, yeah I, I feel like i'm going down a dangerous road putting, <laughs> putting down people uh, crawling through the desert uh therapists <laughs> talking to animals um, uh cats having conversations with their owners yeah uh, a medieval knight perhaps uh showing up at a diner you know things. I, I don't need to. What, I what? don't need to mock these things. These yeah. are my bread and butter right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am just kind of, kind of curious as the uh, the doomsayers if this was a common thing. And it's always in the city, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They're always city folk. There's no one in it. No one's walking down a country road. Yeah. You know, with that end is nigh sign. It's like uh, I reckon that uh, maybe the end might be nigh. Well, maybe it was so common that it wasn't that interesting. Hmm. You know, like I'm sure there's. Things people will look back on and say, "Was that real?" Like I don't, you know, it's hard to see like images of stuff that you, you know, blah blah blah. Although it's hard to imagine there being anything from nowadays that isn't recorded in some way. Would you take a break like during, say, World War Two, and just go like, "Yeah, I mean, it is." So you know, you don't have to carry the sign around. <laughs> <World War. laughs> no, right? no, because the warning isn't about like it's not about earthly things. It's about the fact that you know the coming, uh, the coming biblical revelation apocalypse you know is, is is going to come and that and that's going to like you so know would that show everybody want you to talk to them and like 
oh, what do you mean? I was like, well, glad you asked, friend. And then uh, <laughs> and tell you a story about a dragon rising from a lake. I feel like it's not, yeah. I feel like it's not as well. You make it very polite. I feel like it's more kind of you know more kind of it would be more blood and thunder. It'd be a lot more like kind of yelling and and warning. Yeah. You need to repent. And he always and got that big beard. You're big, a sinner, and yeah, the big bushy beard. Which again, I always look at that guy and go like. Was he a nut before he started growing the beard, or did the, the nuttiness uh, happen as the beard went? Yeah, along? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I, hard again, to know. I, I, I look at like I am arguing sometimes with people now over COVID things, and if they do have a big beard, I, I do kind of back off because I'm like, if they can commit to the beard, they can commit to this argument in a way that I just do not. I can't. <laughs> at a certain point, I'm going to have to bail, just like I do with a beard. I'm just like I grow it for. Two weeks and go, Ugh, too itchy. Get rid of it. I can't, I can't keep an argument going that long. I feel like it's... We had some people come to work, pick up some doors um, two days ago. Yesterday? No, yeah, Wednesday. And came out wearing the mask and... And they were wearing their mask because we require it. Yeah. But they're like, you're not buying this... You're not drinking this COVID Kool-Aid, are you? They asked. And I'm like, I'm not drinking COVID Kool-Aid, but I am taking precautions to prevent people from getting sick. I don't know what you're talking about. What's going on here? Like, oh, what? This is fake? They go, oh, yeah. This is, they're like, you know, the numbers are all fake. You know, it's it's, it's nowhere near the, the casualty rate they're saying, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I don't want to argue with people about that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Like, my question then is like, well, what is an acceptable amount then? Like, so so they're, they're exaggerating it, like, by how much? Like, isn't it bad if, like, like five people die of this when it could be prevented. Isn't that bad enough? Like, you know, like does like is that what you say about drunk drivers? You know, yeah. Oh, they're exaggerating. Yeah, when a drunk driver plows into you, though, you don't get drunk and then drive. <laughs> like this is where this is where I, yeah, I feel true. like the, the zombie true. movement watching yeah. have let us down. Okay, it's like this seems to like listen. You get what ex- exponential growth is, right? Like, mm. so one person gets sick, and they get two people sick, and yeah. those two people get four people sick. Like, even if you think the numbers are fake now, you get how that would work, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you get, it's contag- you believe it's a contagious disease. So here we go. And so it's like zombie rules. Yeah. You know, it spreads that way. And, uh, and like zombie rules, there's always a person who doesn't know they were bit. And they don't know, and they're in a group, and then someone goes like, why are you scratching your arm, Ted? And I was like, oh, it's, Ted, it's you're looking arm. kind of white and pale and sweaty. What's going on? I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. I couldn't. I'm fine. I'm totally. I, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I would like wait. to know why they don't off Ted sooner. Yeah, my, uh, my elbow's gone. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fellas, I'm going all zombie. Well, actually, nowadays you ha- you can't do that. say a different word because if you say zombies, then it's not cool. It's like you gotta be a walker, you gotta be a shambler, okay? You gotta be a rambler, a midnight gambler. I thought it was because someone had had uh, copyrighted zombie, so they had to call them walkers for. Well, I don't think that could be because there's the old voodoo zombie. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know why they would change it. Yeah, to, but maybe they're just trying to be original. Yeah, and again, let me just say, if you're making a zombie film. Uh, go with the old school zombies, you know, the old soul in a jar zombies, those, those, those guys, those are, those are pretty cool. And, you know, you still got a zombie and sure. you're all right. Sure. And don't make them run. No one wants running zombies. <laughs> you don't like that? No. What was that show called? 28 Days Later or something? Yeah. 28 Days Later was the first, yeah, and then 28 Months Later, mm. um, mm. where, yeah, it was just like, when you first saw them run, it was like, ooh, but then they weren't supposed to be zombies. You know, they were just infected. You know, I get, I get. Of course, there's. But now, uh, now all zombies all of a sudden have to get their uh, cardio 
<laughs> well, but they're they're not they're not actually alive, right? So they're being animated. Like yes. it's not it's, it's not it's not like our energy, right? Where we run out of like we run and we run out of energy. They have like this unlimited amount of energy. Well, that's weird to me. It's like it makes more sense. Like if you see something rising from a grave, yeah, and then it's shambling along. Well, that makes sense. It's like barely able to do it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it can like really pick up speed and just like burn rubber. <laughs> it's like, well, where's this coming from? Why has it got good muscle tone? Mm-hmm. Like, and why are both legs okay? Like, what, what you, you think like one of them would have like gone south first and they'd just be running in a circle or something, right? Like, nah, none of that makes sense at all. And also, when they eat you, what does it fall out of them? Like, what's it, where's it going? What's the thing? Do they get full? If if you have a zombie and, and like it's eating you and it's like eating a person that's bigger than them, do they just eat until they explode? Do they stop at a certain point and just like ugh, just push push the person away? I'm done. And how's it go? <laughs> a lot of a lot of zombie problems. There. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a real problem. I, I I just wonder like the people that showed up, like those people, you know, going hey, drink of the Kool Aid, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like all right, they've had other things to do today. And like all the things they've done today, they've gone to Tim Hortons. Yeah, they you know, they've gone to they've gone to like you know Home Depot. They've gone sure, to some sure. place. But all those places require a mask now. That's right. But like, and so at all those places, yeah. they say to everybody they met, yes, ah, drink of the Kool Aid. Yeah, they sure like, do. God, <laughs> that's exactly what they do. Like, in, uh, like, what's your what's your plus to minus ratio? Like, clearly, this can't be a popular point of view, you know. Uh, so, or is it just a person who wants a fight and is mad at the way things are and is looking for someone to argue with? Or are they looking for a friend? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like, what's their, what's their game on that? With like, I get that they don't believe it. That I get. Yeah, yeah. But like, but if you're saying to everybody around what everyone's worried about you know, a, a disease. And probably, you know, during the course of a day, you're going to strike gold with somebody who like had someone die from, it, you sure. know, or really is, yeah. is going through some shit because of this. And, you know, they're going to blow up at you. So what's your, what's your plan, Jack? Like, what's you, are you doing this for everybody? Or did they just see you and just think like, this guy's like, this guy, this guy gets it. This yeah. guy, yeah. this guy's on board. Uh, or, yeah. I just wondered. Well, with, I mean, he, I imagine it's different in different places, but I mean, do you? How many people do you know who've got had COVID? Um, uh, Patrick Maliha had it. Okay, comedian had it. Um, I, you know what? I'm a real, uh, I'm a real kind of recluse. So I'm not a good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Example. I just, I just bring, I don't bring that up to as a challenge, but I just because I, I just feel like it's possible that you could talk to people a whole day and not actually meet anyone who's lost someone or known anybody. You know, I know, I per, I personally know, um, I think four people who've had it. I know, and one one of those people ended up on a respirator in the hospital. Yeah, I know someone who got Which it who scary. was in a nursing home. Uh, yeah, the entire the nursing home broke out with it, and like people were, it was the it was it was the hot spot in BC for 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 quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know I know them, but yeah, I'm just uh, I'm not really like if, if I'm including people I talk to on Facebook, quite a few. But if I'm talking yeah. to real folks, that yeah, I just gonna mean people in your life. So that yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like there's not a lot of real people in my life because <laughs> I uh, stopped going outside. Yeah, yeah. Because play. So yeah, there's not a lot of like person on person conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, yeah I know it's it's can be it's it is it is a uh, I mean you know personally when people say that stuff to me like that I kind of get my back kind of gets up and I I do sort of get mm-hmm. I get kind of challengey which I try not to be because I don't want to I don't feel like that's very constructive but it's hard not to like be angry you know like when people say oh I don't believe in masks you know or whatever and you're just kind of like well then you're not being very good <laughs> you know like, it's just, you're, yeah, not, you're not helping the, very much you know? the protests they have every sunday at the art gallery yeah yeah and it's always like a bunch of kids that people bring and mm-hmm. it's just oh no one's wearing masks there's kids yeah and i'm like are those kids going to school like on monday are they you know what's going on like for, it's just it just it just seems like abuse at the least yeah, yeah. and and in a, in a way that if it was anything else We'd be we'd be doing something about, but I don't I don't think we really know how to handle this. Like I know there were people complaining about uh, you know Dr. Bonnie Henry you know being a little too lax on things, but then I see as you say with this guy you know the blowback and like people just waiting for yeah. you know they're taking away our freedoms and putting chips in our heads. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Bill Gates is gonna uh, give us Windows ninety five in the vaccine. And and but yeah, they're waiting for that so they can rebel hard. Yeah, it's like, well, then what will you do? Yeah, will you like send the police in to you know go? You got six people in your house instead of four. Like, what are you gonna do? You can't really enforce that. You can't. Like it's it's unfortunately it's a situation where the only way this works is if we're all decent Mm -hmm. and people like, well, how enforce it? How? How? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like you can't personally like even in in stores, you know, like. It's not fair to employees have to get into fights with with customers who don't no. want to wear a mask. Like, and that ha- that does happen. There was that person at Walmart who was getting beat up by someone. Yeah, yeah. Just like, and this is not this is not you know rare. The anger that you see, like, from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, it's be- it's taken on this personal dimension that, and I do think that that I do feel like that is a result of the internet. Then we'd have this more than we would have had in the past. Now, like I do, but I mean, if you look at pictures from the spanish flu era like the the the, inf- the big 1918 pandemic yeah like there are shots of people out out and about and some are wearing masks and some aren't so even then there was a divide between people who were, were willing to go to some level of personal discomfort because it is uncomfortable wearing masks like you know like it's no fun I, you know yeah. as soon as i can at work i take off my mask because you know your face is all wet and your nose is running and blah so um so so even then people were, but I just feel like it, I just don't know if it was like, had this kind of weird personal feeling to it where, you know, like, like it's, you know, my beliefs are <laughs> that this COVID is not real and you are insulting my beliefs that I think this COVID is not real. And I am offended yeah, that you are suggesting situation. Yeah. And do you think I'm dumb that I don't think this is, you know, that I don't believe this is real. Are you saying that I'm a stupid person to not, you know, like, so it's taken in this weird personal element. That's well, there's two, there's, not two, helpful. there's two things. One, just uh, as in historically, um, there was an anti-mask back, uh, back in the day. Sure. Uh, there was like in San Francisco, uh, there was a 2,000-person protest that was uh, in a ballroom. Uh, oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. But So anyway, there was folks like that. There. Yeah, yeah. But, they didn't get the influenza. They got Legionnaire's disease, all being in the same. You know what? Uh, mix it up. You know, uh, <laughs> a change is as good as a rest. Um, but uh, I feel like what you can get nowadays that you couldn't get then. Yep. I 
or, or recently in the past is uh, is your own facts. Is like it, whatever you want to believe, you can you could you can find a web page or something that will tell you what you want to believe. Yeah. and it'll put it in a form yeah. that that looks there's like a YouTube real fact. videos. There's wherever you yeah. go. There's like yeah. It can't just be a, it can't just be a jerk in his basement just going. I'll tell you. But, <laughs> but, but you can also get it in a form that looks like a newspaper. That just looks like this looks like a newspaper. It's yeah. like an article. Yeah, you know how could you tell? And then when you look at it next to a regular newspaper, you're like, "Well, what's the? Di- I mean, it's just opinion, then, right?" Like, no, it's not. But these two things look exactly like. So, well, how would you know? And yeah. uh, I, I think that is something that hopefully will. I, I do hope uh, that will come out of this uh, with us. It's like, okay, we got to find a way of sourcing things because on on many many levels, this find your own facts culture is a is a is a problem. There has to be something where we teach kids in school or people like how to verify things in a way, <laughs> you know, in the same way that you get taught how not to get scammed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, this person calls from revenue Canada. They say, you know, so you, you had to go through, uh, the cops are coming, but give us your, give us an iTunes card. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now freeze. What's the problem with this scenario? It's like, okay, well, let's look at this newspaper article that has these facts. Freeze. What do we got? And, and, and break it down. But uh, uh, that's what I say. Uh. Well, I, you, you may not remember, but many, many, many years ago now, we did a, a show. We did a live show with, with um, our friends at Caustic Soda. Oh, we, we did. That is true. And during that show, I talked about a book that a, an acquaintance of ours had, give, had lent me. And it was all about the UFOs in the Vatican. And of course, it was quite quite hilarious at the time to think about someone believing that, that and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, like that person's church was just fined $2,300 for holding services this week. You know, so it's that similar, like, gullibility that you would believe a completely nonsensical book that's just giving you, like half-truths and coincidence as facts to create some sort of case that the Vatican is covering up um, alien invasion. You know, that you're believing that. Because that person really believed that. He gave me that book in good faith that I would see the light and realize, oh my gosh, we have to stop the Vatican from, you know, helping aliens take over the world or whatever the Vatican's doing. And, and, you know... It's, but that kind of like gullibility that you would that you're unable to like look at facts and parse out the truth from the lies and something like that that you're going to take that same inability to whatever you believe in in your life so you know that he's they're evangelicals obviously so he's going to you know be following the american views of american evangelical churches so he's a trump fan and so he believes in all that uncritically you know and so then you know, no matter what kind of facts are presented, you know, to kind of show Trump's true character and his, his true, uh, you know, his true uh, abilities and or lack thereof, you know, they're not going to believe that, right? They have their own, their own uh, truths. They have their own, their own kind of narrative that they're following. And then they're taking this same narrative and they're applying the same sort of inability to, like, understand how facts work and how science works and things of that because you know they already are science deniers because they don't they believe in a in a 6500 year old earth you know so they already don't believe in science and how science works so there's absolutely nothing that we can say like about science to them that makes sense of covid right because their objections then become things like well at the beginning they said not to wear masks and now they say to wear masks like what what about that yeah cuz when we started 
actually the truth is not it had nothing to do i was so disgusted when i was watching this that documentary um um the one about america's handling of covid and they're talking there and the fact that the only reason they said to the public not to wear masks was merely in order to save the supply of masks for first for first line workers because they were so under so woefully ill prepared for this for this uh, outbreak and that's not only on the Trump administration it's also on the Obama administration who also were told that we were that America was woefully ill supplied with with the necessary uh, equipment to deal with the pandemic and they did nothing about it then as well because right. you know you're just like well, we don't really have a lot of funds, and we'd rather spend them on this than on masks. So we're not going to do that. And then, when the, you know, when the shit hits the, the well, the fan or the tire rubber hits the road, then you know, then you're like, oh, we don't have we don't have enough, and what we have is all old and falling apart. And oh my god, so we better like at least make some sort of effort to not to like kind of quell public panic, and we'll tell them that they don't need masks because we don't have them anyway. And then we'll like see what we can do, you know. And that was basically the reason for it. So I was so mad when I saw that because, you know, you're like trying to defend this, um, bra- you know, this kind of um, uh, change in policy to people who are, you know, COVID deniers, and they're like using this as like a hammer, like the fact that, yeah. you know, they went from, you know, no masks to pro masks, and you're like. You know, and you don't want to say like, well, yeah, because they were lying to us because they don't want us to. Oh, that sounds bad too. Like, if the government's lying to you about that, what else are they lying to you about? So you really are. You can't. It's hard to defend this, right? You know, like you're mm-hmm. like, well, well, you know, okay. Just so you know, government. You don't trust your government anyway because they're inept, and they're you know, but they're not evilly inept. They're just stupidly inept, and that's so. so that's a problem. It's different from COVID. Okay, like it's not. It's not because they're like trying to like take over the world. It's more like they just don't know how to like. Yeah, that you know, is do much things. more realistic. Is they're not great at their jobs. Yeah. Rather than they've got an Uber plan. Yeah, yeah. That will uh, result in global. Uh, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you understand way. how government works, you will quickly understand that there's this no possible way that they can like have any secrets. Like it's, yeah. something, it's something that you You've I, met people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so yeah, it's but like I say, I just don't, I don't really engage in that in that way with people when they talk about this stuff. I yeah, do kind uh, of engage, but I don't want to. I'm more like my my feeling is if they're wearing a mask and they're saying this to me, then I'm okay with them grumbling. I'm not okay with them not wearing a mask and saying this to me. That makes me kind of upset. So I try to, if I can, uh, when when I because I feel like if, if there's such a saturation point of people going, you know, uh, masks aren't necessary. This mm-hmm. is bullshit. Da, 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 uh, then you know, and there's been some stuff recently. Uh, I, I work out of a theater called the Rio Theater, and they've uh, they've been you know uh, kind of upset because they've been shut down, but bars are open. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and which is a fair point. Yeah, I think it's a point um, too. Yeah, uh, but then of course people come on to the site and go like, "Well, you should join the anti-mask rally." <laughs> and, and so, and so, what I try to do, yeah. I try to, in <laughs> some witty way, deflate that or flip that in yeah. a way that you know yeah. uh, counters it. Uh, hopefully, in a jokey way that then uh, sticks with people, and they'll think of the joke uh, that when when the option comes to not you know, wear a mask or something like that, or they'll the, make the person look a bit the fool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's my hope. Um, yeah. Like on the other side of things, like I, I there's all these people who, you know, will, will say about politicians that, you know, they just want to control you. That's all they want to do. No politician cares about you. And I'm like, I actually, I know people that have run for public office <laughs> and they all, none of them have run for public office because power, 
<laughs> how many oh, of them? Man. How many of them got in? Uh, I, I know a couple of people who've okay. gotten in. Yeah, okay. uh, most actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've done a, I've done fair, um, but uh, you know, and they're they're flawed, you know. Uh, but it, it wasn't a you know big big power grab. No, um, no. It's, it's usually they have some particular hobby horse they want to they want to yeah. foist on the public, you know. Or they want to make a difference. They want to make a change. And to me, it feels very similar to uh, if you ever go to therapy and you go like, well, you know that your therapist went through some shit because that's the only reason. Okay. Whether they went through some stuff or their yeah. family went some stuff. They had an experience where therapy made a difference and so now they want to be part of that to make a difference. That's why you become a therapist. You don't do it, you know, I mean, there can be money, of course, but no one, I think, maybe some, but but very few go into it for like, cha-ching, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, and I feel the same way about politics. When people go into it, yeah, you say they've got, they've got something that's their passion that they want to you know, uh, help out with or do something or affect. Yeah. And uh, you know, they want to have their voice heard. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and get into it that way. And yeah, they can be corrupt and what have you. And I'm sure, you know, when you get to the Illuminati, it changes. <laughs> when you get to that level. Yeah. By the way, uh, something I was going to bring up. Sure. Uh, tr- traditionally, we've been getting like lots of letters, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, about our shows, and we ask a question of the week, and we get letters. And like last last week, but previous to last week, we we had like fourteen letters. Yeah. Something like that, and then plus emails as well. It's like oh, a substantial amount of letters is great. Yeah. It's, uh, and, it's nice uh, the the back and forth between us and our, and our listeners is 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 something that we cherish. It is a cherishable delight. Yes. Uh, and then last week I asked. Uh, hey, have you ever uh, been involved in anything uh, like a cult? And uh, we got two letters, <laughs> which leads me to believe yes, we got a lot of people in cults. We have a lot of listeners involved in cults, yeah, and I feel like this is probably the... I gotta shut up and get out of here. I can't. I can't <laughs> say nothing. And obviously, Sneaky Dragon is probably the most invidious of those cults. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you have if you have taken the time to listen to Sneaky Dragon from the very beginning till now. You know the the demon hold it has on you. Sure. And I can see why listeners, I mean, maybe were a little sensitive, maybe decided not to respond to that. Yeah. You know, they maybe thought it was a bit of a test oh, on our part. Oh, it was a trick. Yeah, we're With, tricking them. Yeah. You know, because the trick is then they say, ah, is this not a cult? And then we get them. <laughs> we get them. <laughs> then we send out Rover uh, from the prisoner. And <laughs> That's right. You get attacked by, uh, we did, well, it's a Rover, really, it's just. One of us standing nearby throwing a yoga ball towards you. Well, I picture, like, I know that our logo, you would think it would be a dragon. Which I do think it is a, dra- it is a dragon's head. Yeah. But on an eagle's body with uh, octopus uh, tentacles. <laughs> and I see the octopus tentacles reaching out around the globe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so everywhere, like, with Scotland sure. or Australia, where people are <laughs> listening to us. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, the, the, the tentacles. Those two drape, places. The only two yeah, places. drape over Scotland and drape. Over Australia, and there's a couple other tentacles. Yeah, yeah. Places they shouldn't be, but that's uh, <laughs> that's basically us. Sexy tentacles. Yeah, we're yeah we're we're not a sex cult. We are a sexy cult. Yeah, yeah. Because pe- there's nothing sexier than a dragon <laughs> with an eagle's body yeah. and then a tentacle bottom. <laughs> yeah. Draped over the it's world. It's great. It's uh yeah. Sexy. And by God, make that fan art happen, people. <laughs> this sounds like and an over cosplay. It just sounds like an exquisite corpse that someone said. Uh, for... Really does. Okay, back to trivia, real quick. Okay. Um. All right. I'm going to give you another language one. All right. Okay. Dave, number uh, one to seven. 
Oh, sorry. Okay, that was the question. One yes. to seven. What language? Um, how about five? Very good. Which of the following empires mm-hmm. had no written language? Okay. Was it? Yeah. The Roman Empire. Okay. Incan. Okay. Aztec. Okay. Or well, are we kind of counting hieroglyphics as as uh, writing? Because I would think we would count that as as a written language for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. You're taking Egypt out of the mix, leaving you Incan, Aztec, well, obviously, and Rome. Rome obviously had it, a language. We still have we still have words that were written we by them. 50, that we have 50, come down to us. 50-50 here. Here we go. So Incan and Aztec. Well, I'm gonna guess. I can. I what guess. Are you gonna guess? I guess I'm gonna guess. You're gonna guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna put more respect to Incans. I don't know why I I like Incans more than Aztecs. So I'm gonna say Aztecs didn't have a written language. Your guess is. Yeah. Aztecs did not have a written language. Yeah. That's your first wrong answer of the night. Oh, it was Incans? I'm going to take all the, all the points off. Of <laughs> what do you mean all the points? It I didn't realize Incans. it was working like this. It was Dave, I'll give you, I'll give you, oh, I'll shoot. give you one more chance here. Okay. 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 So now I'm going to get, oh. uh, I'm going to go though, uh, for, uh, uh, geography. Oh boy. This is my weakness. Okay. Here's my kryptonite, sir. All right. One to, one to six. Uh, let's go with, uh, two. You know what I'm going to go? I'll give you either mountains or rivers. What would you prefer? It doesn't matter to me. Just two. Two? All right. Here yeah. we go. What's the smallest country in the world? The smallest country in the world? Um, is that... Is, okay, is that the Vatican City? Yes. Boom! Back on the board. <laughs> and just for fun, yeah. what is not the highest... Okay. The largest mountain range. The largest mountain range in the world. Not the highest. We're looking for the largest. Okay. <sighs> Could I guess the Andes? The answer is the Andes. Woo! One point on the board. Thank you. For a bonus point, longest river in the world. Give me that. Is it the Amazon? It is not the Amazon. It was the Nile. Taking oh, shit. <laughs> Once again. I, the rule is it really irksome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. fun. It's fun to be a, be a host of a game show. <laughs> Especially when we just make up the rules as you go, apparently. Yeah. I didn't know this was a thing. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> that's fun. That was um, fun. Wh- what famous American pop band yeah. was originally called Kara's Flowers? Famous American pop band. Pop band. Mo- modernish. Yeah. Pretty modern. And I'm going to say there's a number in their name. Was it really known as Kara's Flowers? Kara's Flowers. K A R A apostrophe S. Yeah. Flower. Oh, uh, is it. Number in their name. Number in their name. I feel like I should know this. I feel like I should know this. Oh, man. Oh, when you tell me the answer, because I'm not going to get it. I, nothing's it is Maroon 5. Oh, okay. I don't feel so bad. All right. Very good. I didn't know that. I, I, well, maybe I kind of knew. I, I knew. Maybe I'm thinking of a different band with, with that. That seems like it's a common thing to use flowers for some reason. Okay. I'll Maroon 5. One. Okay. Oh, okay. One final That's fine. Back on the board. That's my one problem with... I just want to say, my one problem with like music questions is yeah. that like although like I know a lot about the past in music musical terms and like a, a lot of oddball things now... Yeah. I really like have this huge blind spot of like modern popular music because I don't really like read anything. I don't read any popular like I don't. I understand. Yeah, so I'm kind of out of that. But anyway, it's fine. Let's just go with this then, we'll do, and this will this will possibly get you back on the board. Okay. If not, we'll just talk about chocolate bars as we normally. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What year? Yeah. Was Netflix founded? 
Oh my gosh, what year was Netflix? Be 2015? Nope. Would it be 2009? Nope. Would it be 2001? Hmm. Or would it be 1997? I'm going to go... I'm going to go 1997. You are correct. You're back on the board. <laughs> Yeah, that's because I knew it was either 2001 or 1997, so it was kind of in between those two. Yeah. Hmm. And what's what's the most watched Netflix uh, series of all time? Would it be The Queen's Gambit? It is Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. You're off the board. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot! Was that actually a question, or you just had yeah, that? That was a question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang it. That's okay. It feels like everyone <laughs> feels like everyone's playing chess now. It's a, it's just so tiresome to hear about it. Yeah, uh, the uh, yeah the woman who's uh, the lead in, in that was also in uh, New a- Mutants. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, as uh, as Ileana. Also in other- also in the Vivitch. She also is in Emma, the new Emma. Emma, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking, right? yeah, yeah. She's she very a, very good actress. Really okay. Listen, she chews up some scenery in the New Mutants. She tries her best. Yeah, yeah. She she's the most interesting it. character. She's the most interesting character. She gives it. There's yeah. just. Uh, uh, just nickels on the screen. Just someone's throwing nickels, nickels at the screen, <laughs> yeah. and just going like, "This is the money for your for yeah. your thing. Go enjoy it." Yeah. And it's like, oh, we can't make an X Men movie with this. And then, <laughs> uh, then they're real, real vague as to when this all takes place. Real, real vague. Yeah. And, and of course, they make the biggest. Okay, I'll just say the biggest mistake that they make in yeah. um, uh, is uh, that they show clips of Buffy that they basically rip off. But they show them before they rip off the thing, and then they don't do it as well as the Buffy thing. Do. Like, don't... Why are you doing this? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a great movie. I mean, and the... then of course I, I go down this dumb rabbit hole in my mind. I'm like, so wait, Buffy exists in this universe, meaning Joss Whedon exists in the universe. Yeah. Meaning, well, what happened to Joss Whedon in this universe? Like, after he did Buffy, did he do Avengers movie? Do these guys watch Avengers movies as well? Do the X Men watch Avengers movies? What's happening? Yeah, because they're but the t- at the time this movie this movie was formulated and shot mostly. I think it was made two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the X Men were still a Fox property, so there was no there was no Marvel MCU thing that they were part of. So right, so. but if they live in a world where Joss Whedon exists, yeah, do they go if they're going to if the X Men are going to the movies? Yeah, would an option for the X Men because they do go to the movies? Yeah, we've seen that. Sure. Uh, do they do do they then go and watch the Avengers? Why not? And if they watch the Avengers, yeah. and the Avengers is a popular movie, yeah. why do people hate the X-Men? Like, <laughs> don't, don't you like superheroes? But the, these are superheroes, and these are superheroes. What's the... The X-Men are freaks. I don't know. I don't what's know. What's the difference? I don't know. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance. That's the difference. Okay. That movie makes the classic mistake of having its main character be the most passive character you've ever seen in a movie. What movie are we talking about, sir? New Mutants. Okay. Everything is done to her. She does. She makes absolutely no decisions. She makes no choices. She, I guess the third act, she, finally things start to, to cook. But oh my gosh, before that time, oh, you're just like I don't even know if things start to cook. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, in relative terms to the rest of the film, I really like the idea that you know it's this uh, you know the school for the most powerful mutants, like amazingly mm-hmm. super powerful mutants. Uh, oh my gosh, who you got to guard in the school? Uh, one lady. <laughs> oh, what happens when she takes a nap? Oh, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Oh. All bets are off. Time for them to run around the hallways shooting uh, crazy string and running in shopping carts. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a second. <laughs> so if you're... Okay. So if you've got the power to do all these amazing things, like yeah. you can fly. Yeah. You can light on fire. You yeah. can teleport. You know, you can turn into a wolf. Yeah. What do you want to do? 
I don't know, just normal teen shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Well, I don't think that's so unbelievable. And also in the movie, mo- most of them are, are, are suffering from some sort of, uh, you know, trauma from their, from their powers. So, yeah. you know, which they never deal with in any way, really. No, they do not. Like, they do not. Killed somebody. Yeah. And then, um, and then it's like, Oh, so what's going to happen with that? Yeah. Two of them have killed someone. One of them has gone through a uh, terrible, uh, child molestation. Yeah. Then you should learn to meditate. Mm-hmm. What? All of you should learn to meditate. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you can calm down. <laughs> Okay. Calm down. That's what I want you to deal with it. Yeah, it's is just that the whole point of this. You know, uh, uh, yeah. There's uh, it's just, it's just negging on a grand scale. Yeah, that's what that Again, is. Again, I, I, we were watching um, we were watching the whatever the X Men one is with uh, the first Phoenix fan uh, Jansen. I think it's the third the third one. Yeah, the third X Men three. Also not uh, not a great movie. Um, <laughs> and you just go. Uh, Charles Xavier's teller terrible. He's just always oh, yeah. the worst. Terrible. Fucking yeah, yeah. worse. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to go confront Gene in this house. Oh, what's your plan? You don't got one. <laughs> oh, what happened? Everybody dies. Well, yeah, you <laughs> It's, that's, uh, yeah, that movie suffers from a few problems. Yeah, how, how, let me just throw this out of nowhere. What do you got? You got the person there that can control the weather? Yeah, she can control the weather and lightning and all this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so weather isn't something that you have to be like right up close to a person with, right? Yeah. Okay. Lightning bolt hits Gene, knocks her out, or whatever. Just like zappo something <laughs> from a distance. Anyone. Sure. Sure. Anyone. Anything. Magneto. Yeah. Throw a metal. Oh, don't get Magneto involved. He'll just go and attack the president. Don't get that guy involved in anything. He's like every step of the way. Uh, Xavier is the worst, and then later on. <laughs> At his funeral, they're like, he was less of a teacher and more of a friend. Fucking show me that scene. Show me that scene in any other movie. I, God, give you a million bucks. Show me where he's a friend. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah, know you're right. It's, uh, those are, they're very bad movies. That's the problem with those movies. <laughs> That's my review. That's my review. Like you yeah. can you can take some scenes out of those things. And okay. Go, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's good. It's good. Uh, and then uh, that ooh, ooh ooh like the Star Trek movie. Look at those movies and go. Feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> and then, you, then you look over and just go. Hey Patrick Stewart, you're in these two. Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, it's good. You got a lot of money, huh, Patrick? Oh, awesome. Good. Good. You don't have to do these anymore, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna do Uber Eats ads. Really? Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Is it, work is work. Yeah. Work is work. Work for that company that that uh, subtracts the tip from the money they pay their their drivers. Is that what they do? They do that. Yeah, one of them does. Like I can't remember if it was DoorDash or one of them, but yeah. So like if you were if the driver was supposed to get like a a six dollar, you know, um, was supposed to get paid six dollars for making the delivery to you. Okay. And you gave them five dollar tip. Yes. The company would subtract the five dollars from the six and give them a dollar plus your tip. Oh. <laughs> yes, it sure does. I don't, I don't like that at all. Uh, well, boo, boo on that. Welcome to welcome to the internet. What's that, sir? Yeah, I know there was a thing for a while there where you could give the restaurant a little extra money if you want because mm. the restaurants were getting uh, it, super it, hosed. It, it, yeah, they yeah. weren't doing well with uh, the you know the breakdown was. Yeah, no, so, they get they get they have to pay like a forty percent of the charge to the to the yeah. Uh, so if you wanted to like uh, give a little extra support to your favorite restaurant, yeah, you could throw them a couple of bucks, which I did. Back when it was when what a hot dog existed. Okay. Do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, 
we, we do quite a bit from uh, Uber Eats when because mm -hmm. we don't go out now. So yeah, yeah, there you are, and uh, get the groceries delivered for the most part as well. So yeah, there it's that's how we do. It's always like someone at the front porch uh, dropping off something. <laughs> I'm whereas I'm out and about. Yeah, it ex it it, uh, it uh, brings interest to the cat. The cat is very excited when someone's coming to the door and I'm like, hey, yeah, huh? Food, get, get it. To, Share it with me. To go back to um, to to go back to um, the Rio and their and their and their letter to the ministry about. Okay, yes, we did. I don't think we mentioned that. Uh, that Corrine uh, Lee, the owner of the Rio, wrote a letter to uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry. Yes, and I think, um, I mean, I mean, the problem, the, the problem with their argument, I mean, besides bars, which are not necessary to be open, you know, like it's hard to like make an argument. You have to go to grocery stores, you know, you have to like buy shoes, you know. We still need to like do things, so those those things need to be available to people. Yeah, but there's you can't really make that argument for movie theaters, for restaurants, for bars. You know, but if if restaurants and bars are open, then I think it's unfair that movie theaters are made to close mm -hmm. because they they have not really been like outbreak central. You know, like most of the no, the, they haven't been at all. There's been no no yeah cases coming out of a movie theater in North America. And I've you know I've gone to see four movies since since COVID. Right, because there's not you went been... to see uh, Contagion. You went to see... <laughs> three four times. I'm like, I'm still not getting the point of this movie. I think I'll go to the theaters one more time. Uh, no, I saw Tenet twice. I saw The New Mutants. And I saw and I saw um, The uh, the Kid Detective, which was quite good, actually. The Kid Detective? Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a Canadian movie. It's uh, funded by Crave. So really, there's no point. There was really no reason for me to go see it in the theater. Because it will very soon be available for free on, on, yeah, on Crave. Point, yeah. But... But it has to get awards, so it has to be in a theater for a little bit. I think it's. I think it was sort of that. Partly that, and partly theaters are like begging for 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 stuff, right? Like they need. We need movies for people to come and see them. Like no one is releasing their movies to the theater except for junk that they want to get rid of, like New Mutants and that one about the grandfather battle war thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that. That sat on the shelf for three years. <laughs> To the point where I think he'd done another grandfather movie that was unrelated. Yeah, yeah. He'd done yeah. Bad Grandpa. Yeah. And then it was like The War with Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's, it sat on the shelf for three years. And the only reason it came out is because theaters are like crying for, for, for you know, something for people to come and see. So, you know, uh, but yeah, the kid, uh, anyway. And, you know, having gone to the theater a few times, like I've been really impressed by the... You know, like, as much as going to any store or going to the grocery store or whatever, like, I feel like the protocols they put in place, like, they are following them. They're not, like, like just lazily letting you walk in and maskless and then, you know, like, you know, they do, like, then, you know, as soon as you walk in the, the door, like, they get, they get your contact information, not just from, for every person who's there has to give their contact information. You know, like when you like if you go in a group of four people, they want all four people's information. Like it's, it feels very thorough. You know, like it's you know it has all the piece of plastic in front of people, and you're sitting a million miles away from other patrons in the theater, and and so it's uh, it feels you know it feels safe. Like it feels like you're not you know it doesn't feel like outbreak where there's some guy coughing his disease out into the theater and that you know and so cause that's the other movie you should be watching, not just Contagion, but don't forget about Dustin Dustin Hoffman's Outbreak. That was the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah, so it's, it's it's a tough thing. Like, uh, I don't know about yeah, bars is, is like 
I remember the first time I heard like liquor stores were going. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's not necessary, but then it is because you know if there's people who are addicted to alcohol. Yeah. And so you can't. They can't go without alcohol. That that's right. That actually is a thing. That's so right. Got, okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I was like, do bars count as that? Maybe not. Maybe they do. I don't know. Do people need to be able to have out access to alcohol? Is yeah. that does that count? I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a that's a tricky that's a tricky one. Once again, here in BC, there has been no cases COVID cases from a bar. Okay, you know most of the cases are related to family get-togethers. Yeah, whether it's weddings, you know, memorial services of some sort, or family dinners in in, in a house. You know, that's why they shut down like banquet halls and all that kind of stuff because those were like the main the main like before they even got to this point. Of shutting down theaters and shutting down, well, that's all they shut down really theaters. Other than, but before they got to this point, that was like the one thing they shut down a while ago was, you know, places where people congregate as families, you know, because that is the major, that's been the major problem. And, and, and unfortunately, it's been one particular group as well who've been kind of called out by Bonnie Henry for causing, for, for not following protocol rules and, and, and keep, and continuing to gather. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's tricky. Like it's hard. It's hard to punish everyone. You know, it's it feels unfair to people who are being punished when they aren't. You know, the cause of problems. You know, right. Well, the idea that like that is punishment. I think. But that's what it feels like, right? Because you're like, well, well we haven't done anything. Like we're not. We're not. Uh, we haven't caused any problems. Why are we being grouped in with other with other people well, who think, are I causing problems? What it comes down to is look. Like you can say as much as you want. Don't, hey, don't gather at home. For Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah, no, that's so true. So when you see the numbers rising, you're like, we cannot, we literally cannot do anything to stop that. Yeah. Aside from busting into people's homes, and what are we going to do? <laughs> arrest grandma? Yeah. Arrest, arrest pop? What are we going to do? Well, I'd like, so, to, I'd like to see it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun. It would be kind of funny. Uh, and, but, but, so, okay, so, numbers are record high. Yeah. What do we do? Well, then we got to shut some other stuff down. You know, uh, we got to do something. Yeah. And so they, you know, because uh, something is better than nothing. But then it, mm. uh, no matter what you do, it's unfair because they're all. I, be, I know. But doing... when you start doing things because of appearances rather than for for I think it's, no, I rational think really. reasons, then yeah. it does start, It you know, then it be, starts to feel like it's just, the, you know, big government crushing the little guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wonder if it is like it counts as appearances. It might. There's an arg- definitely an argument. Well, because if you, why aren't you shutting down restaurants? Yeah. I mean, if movie theaters are so terrible, why are restaurants being shut down? That seems like everyone's way closer together in, in a in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a good. It's a good. It's a good question. So then it just becomes about appearances. You're like, oh well, this will shut down, but this we won't, and this we will, and this we won't. So what would you? Okay, so you're because the uh, restaurant lobby is huge, and the movie theater lobby isn't this big. Yeah, there's a there and, is definitely people that and say that you get money from liquor that you don't. Though I don't know if that's really where they're coming from. I don't necessarily think. But I think, you know, but you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So, well, this, uh, again, if you do not, if you do nothing, mm-hmm. uh, that's the wrong thing. Sure. And if you do anything, <laughs> that's the wrong. Thing. <laughs> well, you know, I understand. I understand it's between a rock and a hard place. I'm just saying that you really do play into people's fantasies sure. when you start to to make thing do make decisions that feel like arbitrary or just for appearances. Right. You know, like to me, to me, it does feel like the the real. You know, if you're going like villains, yeah. In this, 
are the are the people and and fortunately it's like people that love each other and want to be around each other yeah and it's like this might be grandma's final christmas yeah 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 what yeah we gotta do, we gotta do yeah. you know the kids are going to college next year that's right we so we definitely might as well make it our last christmas <laughs> yeah then we don't have to pay the bills that'd be great <laughs> um, but so say you never think say, of a gift to get her so say you're dr bonnie henry um i'm dr bonnie all, henry. Uh, nerd uh, <laughs> i got nice shoes oh, though nice shoes pretty good um but so what do you do? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? So, you know, the, the situation right now is yeah. numbers are the highest they've ever been. I, they're not actually now. They're going down a little bit now. But, but yeah, because we were we are on the other side of that of, of that bulge. Right. So. Right. So uh, but like the so you're at the situation where the numbers are peaking again. Mm-hmm. It's it's dangerous now. Yeah. It's very dangerous. What do you what do you what do you do? You guys are going to do something. What do you do? Well, I think I think many of the things they have done have been really good i think but i think what's been most effective is the idea of fines for for gatherings like i I think the idea of like the shadow of punishment is better than the arbitrary shutting down of things so do you want like neighbors to report a neighbor if they're having a party that that kind of thing yeah okay some people have a, a big problem with that they're like, well, now you're just ratting out your neighbor. Well, okay, but I mean, let's let's bring in the drunk driving thing. Like, Snitch, snitches be stitches. Stitches get. I mean, I I, told, I went to school. I understand this. The snitches get stitches. But if your friend is drunk and he drove off after refusing to give you his keys, would it be wrong for you to call the police and and inform them that your friend is well over the limit and is driving home in a car? Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is the thing. This is the ethical thing. I mean, that doesn't just affect. Yeah, it affects others, and there are dominoes that will fall down exactly like you know like if you see people behaving irresponsibly you know if you had if you saw some some boys uh you know playing with uh shooting fireworks at each other which uh, you know is fun obviously <laughs> but is dangerous and you felt like what they were doing was was a public nuisance you it's within your within your rights to call the police and report it like i you know i have you know i i, I have no problem with those boys doing that because they're only hurting themselves. But if you're concerned with them hurting themselves, it's within your rights to, to try to stop them from doing that. If they were doing, doing that. that in the woods uh, during fire season. Yeah, then you definitely have... A, I mean, yeah, like if you saw someone with a campfire, you know, in the woods when it, when you're at a provincial campsite, it's well within your rights to report them to the park park. I, and again, you're saying and, rights. I just think there's, a, there's definitely a group of people, quite a few people... <laughs> Who would like you? Don't rat out your neighbors. Just don't. <laughs> well, I you don't rat. You don't do that because because also you don't trust the police. Yeah. Because the police uh, will overreact, and especially if say your neighbors are uh, say they're people of color, uh, then especially they'll be treated in a way that you wouldn't be treated as mm-hmm. the uh, white guy reporting. Uh, sure, these but you don't. Police. You're not supposed to. Well, for for COVID related things, you're not supposed to call the police. There's a three eleven is the number you're supposed to dial to report. Okay, all right. To report that stuff, so they will bring out uh, bylaw enforcement, not policemen. Well, to, to me, like okay, so uh, every Sunday there is this uh, gathering of the dum dums, yeah, uh, in front of the art gallery. Sure. Now that to me is like you know wh- what are we doing? Like what are we doing? <laughs> like I think they want to be arrested. Yeah, they yeah. would love to be like taken away in mm-hmm. handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, make that a big scene, and then the next week there will be double the amount of people there for sure. But like, how do you, yeah, I have no idea really how to handle that thing, except at my only way of doing it is through mockery. So it's just like, you know, if I see them say a thing, yeah. I will try to point out the dumbness of what they say in a way that makes them look dumb. 
What they should, you know, what they should have there is just a big giant machine that echoes exactly what, not exactly what, but echoes what when people are talking. It just like follows along with them. It just goes. (laughs) So when they're like, like they're going, it's unfair that we have to wear masks. Boo! And you know, so it's just going like (laughs) whatever they're saying. So that would be good. That would be kind of nice. I mean, yeah. it would be really amusing as well. So that kind of yeah, I I think that is a good way to go about it. <laughs> so that's my that's my you know I just I'm just I'm not I I guess what I want the government to do is attempt to be attempt to be fair in how it's how it's handling this because you know w- you know we have to realize that there's there's you know it's more than just public health that's at stake right like we also have like the health of a country, its economy and things like that to think about as well. Like you can't just like shut down an entire country yeah. and then, and then go, well, everything's fine. Cause it, this is not how the world works. Right. So you have to like balance, you have to have a balanced response. Yeah. I mean, it kind of seemed to work in New Zealand briefly that it, that it, that it hadn't later on, but like for a while, the, the, here's the thing. I don't know how much they shut the country down though. Like, I don't know, like, is it, it pretty, like it was, was there tight. no was there no was there no military being is it was there no police enforcement a, was there no, no this, this is all a very good question but they went down to zero cases was there no like, food available like people had to like stock up for for a month before excellent questions and then like not go anywhere at all for like an entire four weeks or whatever and and by the way they uh, they have outbreaks there again so yeah, they, yeah, I said, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, because there's a second wave yeah I mean, so it's just that, it's just it's just so hard to deal with this sort of stuff because it's a virus, you know, and it, but, and like, it replicates. We talk to our Australian friends, mm-hmm. um, and this is getting. Yeah, listen, uh, most of them don't listen to this show. Uh, with the exception of <laughs> who can blame them? Who are friends from, yeah. But like, I'm going to say, like, our Australian friends yeah. do a lot of this stuff. Just going, uh, I don't know, I don't know why it's so hard for you guys. You know, we got it under control, and they yeah. they'll do this like little side kind of. Uh, yeah. they live on a freaking island well that's that's a fair point but like you know just people wore masks and yeah. they did the basics and and there wasn't the blowback that there that there is in especially the states yeah you know but the states had a guy in charge who was like i'm not gonna wear a mask you pansies <laughs> um that kind of stuff and we, it had it had a it had a some endemic problems that that were exacerbated by the pandemic yes and i think some of that definitely that gas leak has like come up here <laughs> and saturated us to a degree sure but yeah we get a little bit of this guff from our australian friends who you know are just like i don't see why why is it so hard and you just want to go, why well, you, um, yeah. But then, to be honest, you go like, I don't know why. So you're right. It seems like an obvious thing to do. And it's, you know, it's an opportunity to protect each other. It seems like, you know. And again, we've, uh, P and I have lost a load of money. Like, we've lost so much money over the last bunch of months. It's been yeah. super, super scary. Yeah. And the only thing that's, like, kept us going is, like, a government loan mm-hmm. that, you know, we're going to end up having to pay back next year. Yeah. And that's going to be a fun time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's live. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a pandemic. It's the kind of thing, you know, you got you to gotta adjust. You got to pivot. You got to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And some people just don't want to do that. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's been interesting. It's, a, it's been a big outing of what people are like uh, for the last <laughs> couple of years. It's, uh, it's interesting. And, uh, Certain, it's certainly, but I think, feel like... I feel like Trumpism has also been that been that outing as well. So I, it feels yeah. like it feels like it's been sort of you know hand in glove that you've seen, kind of the best and worst of people 
how, you know, and during this time period and, and maybe that's and maybe that's a good thing maybe it's good to know that all this stuff is out there mm-hmm. maybe it's good to know that like you know push comes to shove some people won't uh band together some people will embrace uh you know the wrong thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some people will and some people won't yeah you know uh that's good to know and also that people have different ideas of what what's good for people sure. you know like and that's also something that we have to like attempt to you know, we can't eradicate it, so we have to, like, figure out a way to compromise or somehow, you know, assimilate that into how we deal with, with things, you know, anyway. Like, because, you know, you know, Canada and America, are they're, they're big countries. They're not, it's not, it's not a, it's not a um, single, you know, it's not like one people that all agree with each other. It's like a huge mix of different opinions and uh, solutions and 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 problems and everything else you know and it and it all and you know it's an attempt to like both countries are this attempt to like kind of like paper over that with some other <laughs> some other uh response you know like uh, and in some ways it's not a solution we just kind of like bury things under the rug that, that are hard, hard for us to talk about you know yeah. and maybe that maybe that's a problem too that if you're not willing to you confront and deal with these things and just sort of put it off, then eventually you're going to have to deal with these things because yeah. that's just the nature of, 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 uh, of existence. It's the old, uh, it's the old Mr. Rogers thing. I think it was just saying, if it's mentionable, it's manageable, but you gotta be able to mention it. That's right. You yeah, talk about it. exactly. So and everyone get yourself a podcast. <laughs> so you can talk about whatever you want. And you'll uh, talk it through. Yeah, I think we've solved all the problems too. I just find it really, and, and I'm not paranoid about this, but I find it interesting in Canada that we do not have like abortion laws. Like, there's no like control over how, when, or what happens with abortions because no government wants to open that can of worms because it's so politically, it's such a political hot potato, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of like we just sort of like assumed a sort of custom of behavior as. Being that's how things will will go, and and I'm, and I'm sure it will work fine because doctors aren't monsters, you know. So, but it's just interesting to me that there's, unlike most countries in the world that have like dealt with this in some way, uh, we just don't because it's it no government just they just don't want to deal with it, you know. They're just no. like ugh, this is like, you know, and it's kind of the same with like the Indian Act where you know, in the sixties in the late sixties, Jean Chrétien was like, okay, we need to like change this, get rid of it, do something with it, and everyone's like, nope, this nope. It's fine. But don't. Do, oops. Sorry. I'm gesticulating wildly. Don't. We don't need to deal with this. It's uh, just. Just be quiet. And that you know. So then it's just. But then it's. It's not solved. It's just still a problem. But we just kind of yeah. like bumble along as if it is solved. You know. And it's not. Yeah. I mean. I think that's a big part of being a politician is trying to avoid uh, any anything that's uh, you know difficult. Yeah. And, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just remind me of you know the, the original thing you were just saying. Just remind me of the, the Simpsons because there's a Simpsons quote for everything. Sure. And it's the um, it's the Bob Dole, uh, it's Kang as Bob Dole, or maybe <laughs> Kodos, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, he's uh, running for president and uh, says, uh, abortions for all, boo, <laughs> right? Abortions for none, boo. <laughs> abortions for some, tiny American flags for the rest, yay. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's and it's funny. Like m- my mom, who w- is is voted conservative, whatever the conservative party is, she has voted it her whole life. You know, like whether it's the progressive conservatives or the 
conservatives or the liberals or the Socrates, whatever. She, well, that's, if, you vote, if you vote for them 10 times in a row, you do get a free sandwich. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. But she would, she would, uh, I don't know how to say it. She would be, she is so opposed to the idea of, of banning abortion. Like to her, that is like the worst thing a government could like suggest. You know, and I just find that really interesting that she's so conservative in so many ways. And yeah, that to her is like a fundamental right of women to choose, you know? Well, so, your, mom, your mom came up in an era where, I mean, I'm sure yes, she learned, she exactly learned right. that, uh, exactly right. you know, there's no such thing as banning abortion. Mm-hmm. There's banning safe abortion. That's right. Exactly That's right. It. Exactly so, right. So, is that what you want to do? No? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then... Yeah, she grew, grew up at a time when there were yeah places for girls to go to where they had their pe- you know they had their baby and no one knew about it. There's never there's never a time that this didn't happen. So yeah. no matter what your feelings about it are, uh, it's it's it occurs. So yeah, make, yeah. make it as safe as possible and uh, just yeah. Like I'm sure I mentioned the time that my aunt's a, a son who had her who had been adopted had been given 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 away for adoption phoned me out of the blue because I was the first name in the phone book and that was a name that he had and my aunt wasn't in the phone book and she has a different last name because she she married and so he phoned me and I'm I was like what like I didn't even know what was going on because no one ever mentioned that that my aunt had had a baby out of wedlock mm-hmm. ever in my whole entire life and I was like 30 and I didn't even know this when, the, when he phoned you know like it's just so bizarre to me that that's like a family secret you know so and and man, here's the thing. If we if, if, again, this can't possibly be a question no. unless you just say unless you say this. This is the way I'll put the question. Okay. Don't tell us what it is. Yeah. Is there a dark family secret? <laughs> but is in your family? But is that a dark family secret? Well, anyway, isn't that is wrong there, to call? Is there, is there a big? Family that's secret. a better word for it. A, a big, a big, big or a big dumb family secret. I know, and that's the thing too. It's just always a dumb one too. It's like I know we've got one in uh, a, uh, my family. Yeah, that is just like no one can ever know this. Yeah, thing. and then you hear it and just go, "Why not?" Because it is, you know, it's so unforgivable. Secret. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no one. That would be fine. It would probably actually explain a lot of stuff, and there'd be more empathy for. No one can ever know. <laughs> like, oh. Boy, okay. Yeah. Well, let's just put this down inside us and make a tight little ball and just bury it nice and deep. I'm sure that'll never turn to cancer. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just put it nice and deep in there. That's it. That's it. Just, yeah. Hide it away. Yeah. That'll be that'll be great. Yeah. Just it, and what's weird is like my, you'd think it would be like embarrassing to our family that my grandfather had mental health issues and spent time in uh, in an asylum and went through shock therapy. Like, you think that would be like, you know, well, we'll never talk to the kids about that because they don't need to know about dad's, you know, health health issues, you know. But no, I knew all about that. That was something that I knew about from, like, a teenager, even maybe younger than that. But I never, even as drinking, but I never knew about my aunt having a baby. Like, I can see if you want to hide things, but but let's be sensible with what we're <laughs> hiding from each other, folks. Like, uh, in fact, but neither should be hidden because our family... St- our family, to, you know, to my generation, still deals with mental health issues. Yeah. You know, my my brother, me, um, other members of my other cousins that I have have you know struggled with with addiction issues and, and depression and other and other issues. And the idea, uh, and this is like you know, obviously a running or a you know some sort of like part of our family. You know, some sort of whether genetic or whatever. You know, like that is a 
And so to hide it, to pretend it never happened to someone in the family, this feels like so wrong because, you know, like, like Mr. Rogers said, which is such a great thing. I remember watching that movie, um, with Tom Hanks and he says that to one of the, you know, if we, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. And you're like, yes, if you can talk about these things with your kids. You knew I said that earlier in this episode. No, no, that's right. That's what I was, I was just saying what you said about. (laughs) No, I credited you. Don't worry. Don't get your, don't get so upset. Jeez. Let's just keep this as a a dark secret. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, like, I feel like, you know, if you don't talk about the fact that, you know, uh, I didn't have much teenage sex, so it was really pretty unlikely that I would have I would have had a, a baby uh, out of wedlock. Creepy, but the creepy thing to say would be like, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't have much teenage sex. Yeah, well, until now. <laughs> yeah, that would be creepy. Sorry, what's that at the door? The police? All right, here we go. <laughs> gotta go, guys. Gotta go. Right. Let's say eighteen. That's fine, right? No, it's not. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I just think it's a. Uh, it's a weird thing, but anyway, yes. If that's if you, if you want that for a question for this week, <laughs> yeah. Is there a, and again, don't tell us what it is. Yeah. But does your family have a big family secret? Yeah. You know, I can do a second part of that, which would be like, and would it be fine if it was known? Like that's the thing. Like I do think with almost all of them, it's just like, and if it was known, it would probably be healthier. It would be better. Yeah, it'd be fine. Like yeah, because again, it, then it becomes a warning. You know, it's just like no one. No one wants to be the canary in the coal mine, right? No one wants to. I don't know if that's the right word, but no one wants to be like the test case for admitting that your daughter had a baby. Well, it's also like, like is, is okay. this is this weakness? Is this shame? Mm-hmm. Like, and it, sh- it shouldn't be for crying out loud. Like, it shouldn't be. Like, be, we we all were flawed. We all, and even if things aren't flawed, yeah, it's just like you know, more information is good. More information is good to get that stuff out there. So and, yeah, and it, do that. Makes me think of that uh, scene from Polyester, the John Waters film, where Divine, you know, who's playing a teenager in the movie, is is uh, gets knocked up, and then her mom sends her to some sort of like camp. But basically, yeah. the whole design of the camp is to like get rid of your baby, so like the, all the girls go on like these bumpy hay rides and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be like the fifties that movie, right? So it's supposed to be like from this very, really repressive time, and that's what my grandma was reacting to. Although my my aunt would have been early sixties, but that's what she was reacting to is the, you know, not her feelings, but what would the neighbors think of my daughter, yeah. you know, who's now a tramp, you know, had sex. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. There was a, there was always like, a, I think the first thing that my parents were worried about was that I was gay. Number two was <laughs> that I might uh, get someone pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I guess the worst thing would wow. be if I'd got, if I'd gotten a man pregnant. <laughs> well, it would have been both terrible and amazing. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, there's no way to keep that. <laughs> you know, that's that'd be pretty worlds world stopping. Yeah. yeah. So so again, you, you got to go I've, like when you hear that, like, what's your big worry? Someone getting pregnant? Well, clearly, then someone in the family, and you're not telling us about it because that's why this. And also, it's just like we're worried about you being gay. Oh, okay, okay. So who are we really talking about here? <laughs> we're talking about someone else, and I don't know who it is. The person that's the most worried uh, about that kind of so, hmm. Okay. hmm. I think it might also have been like because my mom did have a brother who was gay, and uh, okay. it was not a good time to be gay. Yeah, yeah. Not like any time in the past was great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, never, never could uh, reveal their love of uh, you know they were in love with a guy uh, who they were they were a couple basically for decades. Yeah. But again, never be openly a couple in the same way you know other people could. 
Blech. Which is just uh, just so freaking sad. Yeah, fucking awful. So freaking dumb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Let's all, uh, let's all just try and be better now. Let's try and be better. Should have um, should have been legalized in the fifties. And if it now. if it was going to be legalized at all, it should have it really it should have it should have been legalized when um, they had to fire all those civil servants who were gay well, after World thing. War II. I, I honestly think if we didn't have uh, uh, marriage equality, like, uh, you know, uh, same sex marriage being a thing, yeah, uh, I, I think like we're five years away from people just giving it up. Being gay. <laughs> I think we would have just gone. Like, you know what? We give it a shot, and we'll give it five more years. And if this doesn't fly, yeah. then let's just you know opposite sex it. Are you guys you're all good mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Because listen, we gave it a good run, uh, but that's fine. It's not working out for anybody. Yeah, uh, but then whoops, you caved in at the last. Oh, so close, so close to getting rid of being gay. Whoops, <laughs> too bad. I was watching that movie with uh, Paul Bettany. It's on Amazon Prime now called Uncle Frank. Do you know that movie? I don't. It know. just it just came out last week, I guess. And uh, he plays a, a gay man in the early 70s from the South who is involved in... He was moved to New York City where he's now working as a, uni- or a college professor or whatever. But he's he's gay. He's in a relationship with another man. And his whole family doesn't know except for his father who is, who is very against it. It's, was, it was a pretty good movie. There's a few kind of parts where we're kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, all right, this this thing happens, okay. But I thought, uh, I thought it was it was, <sighs> it's it's one of those weird films though where I don't want to spoil it, but it's one of those weird fil- films though where the character is gay, and of course he wants to hide it because it's looked down on and you know it's and it's embarrassing to his family, blah blah blah, and it's also illegal. But then when he reveals it, everyone's like, oh yeah, that's fine. And it's kind of like the message is, you know, people people should accept this, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, I guess that's, like, ideally good. But why are we blaming the gay guy for not revealing that he's gay when it was, A, illegal, you know, got you beaten up growing up? You know, it had all kinds of negative con- things to it. Like, it just feels like it's kind of cheap when the character is, like, tormented by society to not be gay and then when he reveals he's gay everyone all his family and stuff are like well that's okay that's fine that you're gay <laughs> you know that it feels dumb that he was hiding it all this time like this seems kind of a weird payoff to me but anyway yeah yeah they're trying to go positive but that is a weird thing i just, I was just I, you know, that's right i understand the message they're saying like we should accept yeah. this and not and you know everyone you know and and maybe it's saying like to gay people, don't be afraid of your family. Maybe you know, maybe they just don't know, and they'll accept you. But at the same time, there's that chance that maybe they won't accept you, and that's the fear. You know that that when you reveal who you really are, which is what ha- what happened to this guy in the movie when his dad discovered that he was gay through through you know an accident, then and rejected him entirely, rejected him. That's colors your life, you know, and it colors how you feel about yourself and how you deal with who you are, and you know, it's just. You know, then then to kind of turn around, it just felt weird. But then also the movies have to end. So you can't have them say, well, I'm gay. And then people go, oh, we'll get out of here. <laughs> okay, that's not so feel good, I guess. Yeah, and you can't then move on to, well, what's regular life now? Like, yeah, yeah. This is the this is the problem with, like, um, every special episode of a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, where yeah. It's like, uh, oh, here's a character I've never seen before. Who's yeah. this? Oh, it's uh, this guy's. It's the main character's uh, new uh, friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Uh, they're playing football. They're having a good time. 
and then uh, and I was asking, him, he wants to go on a double date with those hot girls. Oh boy, that's going to be great. Uh, wait, he's not really that interested. I wonder why he's interested. Uh, wait a second, he just revealed something. What's that? He's gay. Oh my god. Well, I don't like that. Wait, by the end of it, I'm fine with that. Okay, everything's <laughs> fine with being gay. Yeah. And uh, now I'm never going to see it again. Yeah, that's right. see that character again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. Mm, that's not a great message. <laughs> you know, yeah. same thing, you're friends with a disabled kid yeah. for one episode. Yeah, and yeah. then we will never see them again. They're like, they walk out the door, they're thrown in a van, they're driven away. And it's like, there we go. You know, they, the, the important thing was that the, I'm going to put air quotes, normal family, yeah. learn tolerance. And that's <laughs> the thing. It's not about the person who's, the, you know, it's the people and their reaction to it. And now that we know they're cool, uh, the person, they're not uh, relevant. <laughs> I was, uh, did you ever see uh, the Tony Randall show, I Love Sydney? Yes, where they did, where they did the, uh, how do I call it, uh, Pink washing, <laughs> whatever they well, do yeah, to like, wash out the gay. <laughs> yeah, he's a closeted gay man. Yeah, and uh, he adopts a little girl. I think. Yeah, that's the thing. With Swoozy and, uh, Kurtz as the neighbor. Yeah, Swoozy Kurtz. That's right. And um, and so you know, it went on for it was it was two seasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was one of those where like they loosely imply that you know he's gay in the first episode. Yeah. And then never bring it up. Yeah, like, exactly. It's never really brought up. Like it's just nope, 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 nope. That's not the thing. Yeah. But then they made a big deal out of like it was the first show with a gay man as the lead. It's like, yeah, but is it if they don't do anything? <laughs> like is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, how about this guy? It's the first uh it's the first sitcom starring a person who is uh, disabled. What do you mean? He's got a wooden leg. I never saw the wooden leg. Yeah, he's wearing pants. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you bring up that he's got a wooden leg? No, why would you? Would you talk about your wooden leg? Oh, but you know, it's a movement forward because it's about the guy with yeah, the wooden leg. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, we're really uh, we're good for us. Backpats all around. <laughs> well done. Well done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, right. Thank God for Hannibal dealing with mental health issues. Indeed. Okay, uh, we've got uh, we've got time for another trivia question. Then. Okay, okay. I'll go to some letters. All so, right. uh, do you want history and fact, fashion, uh, pop culture, and music? Let's. We haven't done history yet, have we? We have not. Okay, let's do history and fashion. Sure. Who invented mm-hmm. the iconic mm-hmm. little black dress? The little black dress? You mean like um, the Chanel dress? You mean? Well, I think you just answered the question. <laughs> okay, there you go. Chanel. Coco Chanel. All right. And let's go. Uh, I'll give you 10 years on either side on this one. Okay. When did they open the London Underground? What? Oh, okay. It's 18... I'm going to go like 1875 or something like that. 1875? Yeah. Oh, you're two years away from being in the, in the zone. Oh. It is 1863. 1863. Oh, shoot. I knew... I, oh, shoot. I should have gone 1865. I was thinking about that and then I chickened out. God damn okay. it. I knew that it's like a remarkably long ago, like crazily long ago that they started... All yeah. right, then let's go with this. When was the first issue of Vogue published? Was it? Oh, come on. 1892. Okay. 1900. Okay. 1960. Okay. Or 2000. I'm gonna go 1892. You were correct. It was 1892. Yeah. Those things well, are old. Those things are old. Like they're freaking old. Harper's Bazaar and stuff like that. Those those magazines are like ancient. Yeah. It was originally Harper's Bazaar, but spelt like bizarre, like it's a bazaar, and it was all just freaks. <laughs> You're thinking of the band Harper's Bazaar. Yes, I am thinking of the band Harper's Bazaar. <laughs> Um, so we got two letters. Uh, our questions last week were, yep. unfortunate. Uh, have you ever felt like uh, you were being recruited into something culty? And no one could answer that. And the sub-question, uh, 
what's something valuable your parents taught you? So we've got our friend Louise writing, I was in a large community choir of around 80 voices for several years. It was run by a very charismatic director and their spouse. I learned a lot and enjoyed the music, but it did start to feel a little culty before I left. We were expected to sell uh, tickets to our concerts, and we were constantly told to aim for sold-out shows, which is fine. But when they started offering online ticket sales, maybe half the audience would wait until the last week to buy their tickets. So in the time leading up to the concert, the director and the partner would freak out and give us a stern lecture, reminding how much it costs to rent the venue, pay the musicians, and how much time it took the director to write and arrange our music. This is how we make our living, they'd say. <laughs> it was not a registered uh, not-for-profit group and there was no financial transparency. So I felt like they were putting up their own money, which was the problem. Uh, we paid our dues, literally, at the beginning of the year to cover rehearsal costs, and we were performing for free. So after uh, one too many scoldings, I joined another choir. Uh, something valuable my mom taught me was a love of reading and borrowing books from libraries. I can still remember my first library card I got when I was four, when I signed uh, in my uh, neatest, which I signed in my neatest printing. Uh, nice. Uh, although uh, some people I could name enjoy owning a vast private book collection, huh. I was a li I was library all the way with more books than you could ever read in a lifetime. Uh, my mom also taught me how to build a fire with tinder, kindling, and fuel, both log cabin and teepee style. It's hard to read a book by firelight, mind you, but not impossible. Not, really not that easy. pleasant though. Yeah, but it is easy to burn them. Just <laughs> that's true. Them there you go. That's true. Um, uh, Ferg, uh, writes us and oh. says, thank you for the asterisk recommendations. Oh, you're welcome. I will check those titles out. Um, I'm sure there's a library somewhere back to libraries. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's a library somewhere in Delaware that has this. The Atari 2600 game is actually pretty fun. It's simple and difficult uh, to tell if you're playing as asterisk and oblix, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for the plug for my show. Oh, I got to take a look at that game. I think like Astro. Oh my God, the Atari. That's uh, that's gonna be. Yeah, that's gonna be. How will you know it's a Roman? I'm very curious. About that. <laughs> They're um, blue. My parents taught me uh, to not be afraid of work uh, to a somewhat detrimental degree. My dad was a baker, and he eventually uh, bought his own shop in the '80s. And I loved going in to help him. Uh, when I had to go in and help him, I didn't like it. Uh, when he finally <laughs> sold the business. He had two bakeries, and it was basically him and me uh, doing all the baking for both. I did resent it at the time, but I discovered in later jobs that I was willing to work hard and to be proud of my work. Uh, but I worked a little too hard in some jobs and missed out on a lot of family stuff. I'm better at regulating that. No cult experiences for me besides the Catholic Church, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the show, guys. Thank you, Ferg. Thank you, Ferg. Thank you for writing. And I, I like that you're from Delaware. The state that my daughter insists does not exist. Sherry says, that's not a real state. Delaware. It's a nowhere. What, what to Delaware? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. That's, a, that's one of the tricky states, is what I call it. Because I remember one time we were on a trip driving somewhere, and so we as a family decided we were going to name all the United States. And so we went through the, you know, we went through the list, and we were getting down to the the, you know, the ones that, you know, there's ones that are easy to remember and then the ones that are more difficult. So, you know, you start with like California, New York, Texas, blah, blah, blah. And then you start getting down to like Rhode Island and, and then, and then we we're like, I think we had like one left and we we're like, what, what is it? What is the state? What? And finally I just, Delaware. <laughs> so sorry for, sorry to diss your state like that, but I'm, I'm sure it's beautiful though. It, it feels like, hey, it feels like it's Canada. a beautiful state. 
Hmm? Live in Canada. We're not going to judge. Totally. Yeah. Well, we we're not going to we're not going to judge out loud, but we are going to judge through our. We're going to look through our curtains at you from our house. We're going to look at you from our curtains, and we're going to close the curtains, and then we're going to turn to our husband and say, "Did you see what Ferg is doing? He's living in Delaware." <laughs> I'm just looking right now at. Uh, I was looking at the Asterix video game. Yeah. Now there's an Asterix video game for the Atari 2600. Yes. But there's also an Obelix. Uh, video game. Oh, so it looks like they, uh, you know, there was a they. They each had their own individual. You couldn't have uh, them in both. So uh, that's interesting. I guess uh, I guess they were they're too alike. So you can recognize them with the simple building block look of. Uh, is that the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Is that the building block look of everything? It was kind of building block. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'll send you. I'll send you a video of this like later. It's uh, it is hard to. Uh, <laughs> they were all hard, man. I played basketball on the Atari, and it was. It was crazy to try and figure out what the heck was happening. Yeah, I've got most of the Atari games on uh, different systems. Okay. On the Atari itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, when you go from playing regular, you know, modern day video games to like those old school ones, it's just <laughs> two dimensional spaces. Yeah, you can play the arcade games. You can play arcade Pac-Man. Yeah. But God help you if you try to play, uh, you know, Atari Pac-Man. Oh my word! Or try to play Atari. Missile Command mm-hmm. or uh, Asteroids. Yeah. Asteroids isn't as bad. No, uh, but, I had uh, Asteroids. So, so, so I had Asteroids, and I had. I think we had Missile Command. We had basketball, golf. I don't. And we must have had. Gonna, I can't remember what else we had. We must have, okay, I'm, I'm gonna ask. Here's one of the questions I'm gonna ask. Now. Okay. Um, is uh, what is the first uh, video game you remember getting hooked on? First video huh. game. Well, once again, we're gonna get. We're gonna get like two responses to this. No one plays video games. That's true. No one is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh man, I had a question and now I can't remember what it was. Okay. Well, shoot. Was it about Dr. Pepper? Because if so, I know we'd get at least one response. <laughs> it wasn't about Dr. Pepper. Okay. It was. Um, it's about Cool Spot. You get two responses. No, I just want. I was going to ask like a really corny question, like, "What is your favorite?" Oh, I know what it is. Because I watched um, "You've Got Mail" last night for the first time. Okay. Which uh, had a, a surprising number of well-known actors in it. Besides Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. But I had Greg Kinnear, Parker Posey, Dave Chappelle. Um, it had Dabney Coleman. It had um, uh, Carl Reiner. Oh, that's pretty good. And Carl Reiner, that movie's like from 93, 94, somewhere around there. Okay. And Carl Reiner looks so old, so old. And we were watching and I said, I can't, look at this movie. I can't believe that Carl Reiner died like last year. Because he looks like he's going to die while this movie's happening. Well, Carl Reiner, did he live to, like, 98? He lived to ripe old age, for sure. Yeah, let me see if it's 98. Okay. I'm betting bet 98. 98! There you go. So anyway, so I was inspired by thinking about this movie just now uh, to ask the question, what is your favorite rom-com? There you go. Because I love rom-coms. I love them. I don't care how corny they are, how, how cliched they are. I always enjoy them, and I'm always like smiling at the end when they get together. And just, I'm such a sucker for that nonsense. I'm uh, I'm planning to, I guess, because it's not going to be in theaters right now. I'm planning on uh, renting that new um, Kristen Stewart rom com, Happy, Happiest Holi- Happiest Season, I think it's called. Uh, yeah. Oh, I knew it before you said that. Sorry. It's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Happy something. Oh, the happiness. Ha- but ha- also with Dan Levy's in it. Yeah, that's Audrey right. Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got like a good cast. And that does look good. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm just like I say, I'm just a sucker for that kind of nonsense. So uh, I'm all in. 
I'm all in. So yeah, let me let me know your favorite rom com, please. Yeah, and I'm going to recommend as a rom com a parody of rom coms that actually is a good parody okay. of rom coms. Yeah. Uh, they came together. Ah uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd and uh, Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, directed by uh, David Wayne, who's directed more movies than you can believe, and you'll be like, ah, oh, that's a lot of stuff he's directed. Huh. It all shows up and does a good job. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. He's one of those guys. He's a journeyman director, which I hope I really admire those kind of directors. All right. Let's go over then what our three questions are then. What's our three questions? Three questions are, have you ever been in a cult? Yeah. Oh, no. Second question. Would you be willing for a dollar a day, the price of a cup of coffee, to enroll in Sneaky Dragon's self-help, self-improvement, motivational courses that we are developing right now? Uh, for third question is, what's your favorite rom-com? <laughs> Wait a <laughs> I don't know questions go. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that. Uh, your que- okay, the questions are. I'm gonna write these down actually because I, I don't well, want to. Let me just say in, sincerely uh, for those of you out there, uh, as the holidays approach, just know that for the price of a cup of coffee a day, uh, you can afford a cup of tea. <laughs> Important to remember that. That's very or, very good. Or throw a buck in our Patreon account. That's also fine too. Okay, okay. so your first question was. Um, Okay, video. What's your favorite video game? Yeah, what's what's the first video game that uh, hooked you? Oh, first video. What first? Oh man, my writing's so right messy here. What first video? That's what I put. Or video game. Video game. Better put. Game. Uh, fave rom com. And what was the other one? Yeah, we don't know. If you can remember what the other question was. Uh, it was it was silly because we were dis- we were discussing. Oh no, it was a uh, family secret. Dark family secret. Family secret. Well, we're so good at this. It's like we're professionals. It's like we've been doing this for over over eight years. Absolutely. Dark Family Secrets. We're great. We're great at it. Yep. The best. Yeah. Tremendous. So here's how you get in contact with us. You go how to do we do that, Ian? Will you tell us? Uh, well, uh, you go to SeekyDragon.com. That is the website, and that's where every episode is. Hey! So you can either listen to episodes, or underneath every episode is a message board, and that is a good place to answer these questions. <laughs> if you're on Facebook arguing with somebody about masks, yes. take a break. Enter uh, Sneaky Dragon in the search, and uh, you'll come to our Sneaky Dragon page on Facebook. Also, that's a good place to uh, put. If you're on Tumblr going, hey, what happened to all the <laughs> material? Uh, you know, <laughs> now it's all fun cartoon stuff, so that's all right. But we also have a page there, sneakydragon.tumblr.com. If you're on Twitter trying to just find out what's going on in this crazy world, uh, sneaky underscore dragon is our Twitter handle, and you can uh, you can go there. Or hey, look, go old school. Time for some email. Why not? Sneaky D at sneakydragon.com. Sneaky D at sneakydragon.com. Both David and I will read uh, those the letters, and we'll probably read them on the air. Unless you go, don't on the air. Don't say my family's dark secret. Uh, you know, uh, we were raised by zebras. Don't don't tell oh. tell anyone that. Wow. I'm trying to become the mayor. <laughs> and no one can ever know. Raised so by you know what, Romulus and Remus were raised yeah. by a wolf, yeah, and they did well. I was uh, raised by a chess set. I have a checkered past. <laughs> it's not going to get better than that. Never uh, will. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our show, uh, everyone. Uh, stay as safe as you can. I'm Ian. I'm David. And this has been Stinky Dragon. Tune in next week for an episode that is one numerically higher than this. One. <laughs> we promise. Mm-hmm.